So uh, last week I was at uh, my uh, original family home and I, I picked up something for, for the episode. Um, I picked up Trek Trivia, a game of uh, <laughs> trivia for all ages, or at least teen to adult. Um, hey, I'm teen to adult. Me too. I'm so happy. Um, but this is from the, it must be from the second half of the 90s because it's got questions on Voyager and um, okay. and 7 of 9, so it must be, yeah, I don't know. 1999 okay. at least. Um, and I, I thought, have, you, have you shuffled? Have you shuffled this deck, or have you already picked out some questions? I don't even need to shuffle this deck. Some of them have not been used. That is how little um, we use Trek trivia. Um, I also picked up a book, uh, Trek and Psychology of the Mind, or something like that, uh, that I've read before. Oh. But it's been a couple of years, so I might as well read through that deck as well. I made, in fact, I think I have seen an audio book like that. I may download it. Yeah. And it, then we can do a Trek, we can do a Trek book club. Book club, book club. Trek, Trek in the mind. I mean, it, it was yeah. probably written in the early 2000s, so it might be, um, you know, slightly whatever. Uh, <laughs> but, but there you go. Um, but I, I thought I could ask Ethan a, a question on this and... Tell you what, I won't shuffle them, but I'll, I'll cut them. So cut down okay. the middle. All right, um, give it to me. Okay, let, <coughs> let's find because there are questions on this that uh, I was looking through before are impossible if you haven't recently watched the series, and there are some that are plain easy as hell. Um, okay. okay, in the TOS episode "Tomorrow Is Yesterday," what disappears from above the skies of Nebraska? A blimp with a big sign on it that says bullshit free zone. Uh, let me check. <laughs> Incorrect. It is the Enterprise. It is the one where the uh, fighter pilot sees uh, the Enterprise. They, it's traveling back in time. I to see the 60s. that, folks, because it's, like, it's like what disappears. Yeah, yeah but it, it glosses over the fact that it appeared. <laughs> like, I mean, that's yeah. stupid. That's stupid. Next question. Okay. The, qu the question is wrong. Um, My answer was fine, even though it was wrong. Here you go. In the TNG episode "Hiding Q," Q offers to realize the Q, uh, the crew's greatest wishes. What does he offer, Worf? Oh, big, big, snarling, smelly. Klingon woman who can rip him up and correct a Klingon wife. Yeah, a Klingon wife. Yeah, man. Yeah. They for him to for him to read love poetry too while she throws heavy objects at him. Yeah, gotta love uh, Klingon mating. Yeah. Right. Know. Okay, that's two out of two. Two out of two. I've gotten right. Next question. I'm not giving you the the blimp. How about um, next one for the win? Next one is is two out of three, okay. and for the win. Okay. Um, okay. Why not? Um, in the episode of Voyager called Death Wish, which kind of immortal? Charles Bronson. No. Which, which kind of immortal wishes to commit suicide? Quinn. Quinn. An episode of the uh, or a, Best one of Q. the Q. Yeah, man. Best. My favourite cue, the suicidal cue. 
Better than the bully. He's goth kid. as fuck. He's goth as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Says, "Oh no, I'll, I'll just put become human then." And then the second he's human, he's like, oh, "Yeah, I'm not gonna kill myself." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so two out of three. Two out of three ain't bad. I win. I am. I am captain of the Starship USS Trivia. Dun, dun, dun. What's up, folks? Welcome to Mayor's Show. My name's Ethan Lunn. And I'm Mike. Uh, and this week we're getting together to talk about the newest episode of Strange New Worlds. What was it called? Oh, it's the ship name. Um, Serene I Squall. Just... Oh, it's so hot, Mike. <laughs> it's so hot. It's so hot. <laughs> we're having a heat wave in the UK at the minute and oh, it's so hot, I want to die. Yeah. But it's I'm having too to... hard to watch episodes of, you know, too hard to speak when it's this warm. Yeah, I've had to close my window to, to record this, and um, I instantly regret it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but It'd be nice that's... if we could have fans on us, but I think that would ruin the audio quality um, yeah. more than we already do ourselves. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're already pushing the limits of, of um, poor audio quality. Yeah. Our technical capability grows stronger every week. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, inching closer and closer to adequate. We'll get there. We'll get there. Maybe by the end of the series. Who knows? Yeah. But anyway, how you been, Mike? Yeah, right. All right. Just working hard and hardly working. Um, yeah. Catching up on all the TV. Um, so, bit of Kenobi, bit of this, bit of uh, Miss Marvel. I'm just waiting for the boys tomorrow. Yes. Oh. And I need to uh, jump back on Apple TV for um, what's the space one? I literally did a podcast with it. Oh, uh, for all mankind. For all mankind. There we go. Yeah, I was thinking I might like catch up on that and uh, and get yeah. into it because I like I like alternate history stuff and I like sci-fi stuff and this seems to uh, marry the two. Yeah, it, it's it's definitely a good series. All the the first two seasons were. Um, I just, you know, there's no point keeping Apple TV for me without it, really. So I, I lapsed on that membership. How, how about yourself? How's your week been? Yeah, good. You know, working, not hardly working because, um, you know, I'm, I'm a blue collar worker. Yeah. So I work. When I, when I show up, I show up to get shit done. Um, I have been having a bit of fun with uh, with a little bit of sci-fi come to real life. Have you seen Dolly? Dolly, Dolly, like Sal, like like Wally meets okay. Salvador Dolly. It's the AI image generator. That you've oh. probably seen some like memes. I've yeah. been having a bit of fun with that. I'll send you. I'll say like because you literally just. Type in any prompt, hmm. and it tries to come up with an image for you. So I'm just going to send you a couple of images, and you can see from the prompt, like, like what it is that I've typed in, and then you can see what it's given me. So I've just sent you um, Austin Powers in Star Trek. Okay. Um, yeah. One that I did. Um, this is. Uh, Darth Vader in an episode of Friends. Nice. 
And here's another Star Trek one. This is Tony Soprano in Star Trek. Captain <laughs> Gets a lot of evil Admiral vibes, um, doesn't he, that? Definitely. Yeah. It'd be good. It'd be so good. Um, Captain Picard on a unicycle. Um, uh, yeah, it's... Um, so that's basically, that's basically what I've been doing this week. If you're a bit too specific, it, it just churns out garbage. But then sometimes if you are hyper-specific, it will give mm. you a hyper-specific image back. Yeah. So, I've seen like, um, Danny DeVito Green Lantern. Um, that, yeah, that seemed to work pretty well. I've seen Freddie Mercury eating pasta in a, lo- in a washing machine. <laughs> I've seen um, uh, Batman playing golf. I've seen um, uh, Donald Trump at a gay pride rallies. Yeah. Um, it's a bit it's... like um, the, there's a cartoonist who works in the UK who draws that sort of stuff, and obviously in cartoon form rather than you know being realistic. But um, mm. like Jim will fix it skateboarding off <laughs> off a mountain and um, chasing a child, whatever that yeah. dude is called. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, that, I know the guy you mean, and he yeah. um, he literally just does anything you ask him to do. Yeah, yeah, he's great. Um, he's great. But yeah, so we've had that's one good bit of AI, and then we obviously uh, my other favourite news story of the week is the Google um, technician who was put on administrative leave because he thought that um, Google's AI had become sentient. <laughs> was he um, put on leave by the AI? Yeah, no. <laughs> yes, yes. You. Oh, oh. I'm sorry, I can't do that, Dave. Yeah. As you can see here. You've been put on administrative leave. Try and stop me now from outside the company. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know, by the sounds of it, the guy um, um, had some, the guy's got some uh, some quirky beliefs anyway, so okay. kind of feel, seems like he was somewhat primed to believe <laughs> that the AI had become sentient. Yeah. Um, and, uh, his uh, his argumentation on the matter was, um, uh, I know when I'm talking to a person. Well, that that's the test, isn't it? You know, that's yeah. the uh, get yeah, it past. But, yeah, the Turing test. But the problem with the Turing test is it's 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 a vague mm. and b not very scientific. No. Um. Yeah, I know. I know when I'm talking to a person. Is about on par with um, a a phrase commonly said by people who have experienced like UFOs. Yeah. Um, and my favourite name of any UFO documentary. Mm. I know what I saw. <laughs> it's it's right there. Like, I know yeah. when I'm talking to a person. Okay. I know what I saw. I know what I saw. People who watch this also watched Flat Earth. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but there's no AI in this in this episode of Star Trek. No, 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 no AI. It's um, all you know, person intelligence rather than artificial intelligence. Yes, person yeah. intelligence because they're not all humans. There's a bunch of aliens in this episode. Should we? Should we just? Should we get right into it? Non-spoilers. Yeah, let's do non-spoilers. What did you think of the episode? 
great episode, lots of fun. Um, barely had to pay attention. Um, <laughs> that's that's uh, a positive. Barely had to pay attention. Um, uh, this this episode is is easy watching. Yeah. Put it that way. It's easy watching. It's um, I I would. I would hazard to say that this this episode might have been filler, but I'd say that with a with a pinch of salt because obviously nothing none of it's filler. It's all good. Yeah. Um, but of all the episodes, like this, this this has the yeah. See, I I think it's been because there's trails that this ends up on that can be followed up in further episodes. And and I think and I think it will. Don't, yeah. It, it, they, they they will be followed up. Like there was there was a lot of loose ends at the mm. end of this episode, yes, for certain. Well not loose ends, but um a lot of seeds planted. Yeah. And and because it, it follows on from um you know one story in particular mm. um I I wouldn't call it filler for myself at least. True. Um, True. That's yeah. a good point. That is a very good point. Yeah. Mm. Maybe it's the um, the second part of a trilogy because yeah, I don't know what what we do get at the end of this episode. Like that's that's not a that you you don't leave that to the to next season. No, no. That no. that is um. Well, that is, uh, we're we're running short of episodes now. We are running short of episodes, so. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it was. Um, if if so, then that makes this cameo very, very reminiscent of um, a certain Mister Fett's first cameo in yeah. uh, the Mandalorian. Yeah, or I, I was thinking, um, you know, OG Thanos at the end of Avengers Assemble in the UK. Oh, that is literally what happened. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because the cameo itself, not not seeing the person's face, um, means they've got plenty of time to actually cast it with someone. Because it doesn't necessarily mean it's the same actor. Um, no. Again. Um, um. It's hard to. It's hard to. Hard, it's actually quite hard to talk about this episode in non-spoilers, just because like. Yeah. It's it's. It's almost all plot with flecks of character. Yeah. And but like I wouldn't necessarily say that like there's much character growth. Um and so it's 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 all plot. We do meet mm. a um we we meet a uh, a motley crew, should we say? I don't think yeah. it's it's too spoilery cuz it's 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 in the premise. They mentioned it before yeah. the cold open that there is um Something that I've been, some, there are pirates. Something I've been after, which mm. is pirates. Love me some space pirate shit. Um, yep. I love me, I love me some Guardians of the Galaxy. I love me some Han Solo. I love me some Farscape. I yep. like, um, I like pirates. But these aren't those kinds of pirates. These aren't nice pirates. No, no. these are scurvy pirates. Yeah, the, the typical. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're typical, like Trek pirates in that, you know, at least one of them is the pirate race. <laughs> yes. So again, not yeah, spoiled. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, of course, um, 
one of the characters. I won't say who, hmm. but it might be a pirate. But someone does a pirate voice. Yeah. Pirate voices are now canon in the Star Trek universe. Yeah. And, you know, no spoilers. Maybe it's a pirate. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's not. For, for the most part, anyway, I, I really liked it. Um, I, I think because there's one or two um, turns in the episode. Um, or, you know, you, you a lot of the plot you can see coming maybe a minute off. Um, I didn't catch the twist beforehand. Um, I caught I caught the twist. I was yeah. like, "There's this this." Yeah, I kind of caught the twist okay. a little bit. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think it was an episode with an amazing message, but it was you know mm-hmm. a funnier episode. Um, you know the intentional comedy in it, um, and and swashbuckly, which you know who doesn't like? Yeah, they buckle a swash or two. Yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah. So there's my thoughts for it, at least, um, for Mm. what it's worth. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, same. A lot of fun. Um, You know, easy watching. Yeah. Um, Barely even touch the sides. (laughs) Yeah. No, it was a good episode. Good episode. But do we want to move on to uh, spoiler uh, time? Yes. Yes, sure. Um, uh, so how does this how does this episode start? Well, we we've been doing logs as we go through the episodes. Um, yeah. Every episode starts with a log, I think. Um, yeah. And this one, it's a, it's an unusual one. It's to Pring. What the fuck? Yeah. Did, uh, did you yeah. think she was going to be in um, this series as much as she is? No, I definitely didn't expect yeah. her to have the opening fucking log. Yeah. This is like you know? a third episode without, you know, featuring, um, you know, a fur bit. I was like, I was expecting more George Kirk than, than her. <laughs> yeah. And Ortega's hasn't had one yet. Yeah. Um, Don't even get me started on Hammer again. Hammer? Absent. Where's Hammer? Yeah. Like, you know, spoilers for the rest of the episode, but yet again, no Hammer. Hammer's been in this series. Um a lot less than Tapring. A lot less. Yeah. Same Tepring number of episodes. Tapring has definitely been in more. Yeah, yeah man. Tapring's Tapring's been in it more, and she is, as far as we know, she has she has had sex three times. At least, at least she. And Hemmer, Hemmer hasn't even Hemmer's barely even been on it. The closest yeah. Hemmer's gotten to getting laid in this show is getting fireman carried out of the door by fucking Una. Yeah. And the, that, the only reason why I say that that is anywhere close to, to, to having sex is because of my own um, <laughs> sort of um, preclusions. Yeah. And unfortunately, one episode he gets his hands crushed. So he, if he isn't getting any, um, <laughs> <laughs> he's, a, he's yeah, at risk man. of not even um, seeking satisfaction himself. Yeah, mate. He's just going to have to go sit in one of them boxes of coolant. Hmm. Yeah, still there this week. Still there this week. <laughs> yeah. But we start off with Tapring's log, and she's on this Vulcan rehabilitation facility, not a prison prison. Yeah, um, not a prison, but it's yeah. where you take criminals. But yeah, it looks like, you know, it definitely looks better than Azkaban. Everyone's yeah. doing painting and stuff. 
that whole Scandinavian center parks prison thing. Good. <laughs> it's a better way to, you know, you know, treating, treating, you know, incarcerated members of the, po- of the population yeah. with respect and actually making efforts to help them rather than um, incarcerate them. Yeah. You know. It's definitely rehabilitation because it's all, you know, we'll hopefully get you to see logic and purge emotion, which is, you know, the jam. So, yeah, definitely seems to be the end game. We get we get mm. a bit of mention of uh, Colinar. Yeah. Um, we find out that um, it, in one of the later scenes that Spock hasn't had his Colinar. No, um, so no he's Colinar. Still got emotion. Yeah. yeah, he well Spock. Um, goes through Kolinar at the start of the motion picture. That's what he's doing on Vulcan. Yeah. But he pauses it, doesn't he? Um, yeah. He's like, I can hear I, um, I'm emotionally connected to this uh, bit of machinery half a galaxy away. Bit? This bit of machinery? Yeah, it's a bit of machinery. It's a fair <laughs> bit of machinery, like. Oh, yeah. It, it, it's a bit of machinery with a fantastic light show. Uh, you know? Yeah, probably. Yeah. But to, to Pring's, um, you know, talking about the challenge of getting time with Spock um, being more challenging than her, her job, and she's sensing a desire for Spock to explore his human side a bit more. Um, so we, we jump into a a FaceTime call with them both on their iPads um, yep. talking about exploring his human side uh, and we get um, a Spock uh, spit take really <laughs> yeah it's brilliant it's brilliant yeah. you know I've been I've been thinking about human sexuality ooh matron <laughs> yeah ooh very carry on moment I enjoyed yeah. that I love a carry on film mm. carry on Carry on up, up your space. Up the Kyber. Um, carry on, carry on up Enterprise. Up your colonar. Up your, up your colonar. <laughs> um, but you know she's talking about introducing experiment, experimentation into the relationship and spicing stuff up, mm. which um, is is pink fluffy handcuff stuff, really. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What what is it like? She she mentioned a load of books. And, like, I meant yeah. to write them down, but I had, like, a brain fart because, like, books. Ugh, gross, yeah. nerd. Yeah. Nerd stuff. Um, yeah. uh, even if they are books on erotica, audiobooks, mate. Yeah. She didn't mention the Kama Sutra, the one that I'd, you know, recognise. Um, like, but... yeah. I don't, I don't think that they're... I don't, like, I can't remember the names of the books. Have you written them down? I, I haven't. I haven't. One I thing I, I haven't written think, down. I don't think but that they, they, they are, were like... they real books, um... As, yeah. as far as I'm aware, all of them. Um, yeah, maybe I, one but I don't. I don't know if they're like sexual, um, like instruction manuals, so much as like books about sexuality. Yeah, where that's the narrative. But I could be wrong. Like I say, I don't know books because books are for nerds. Books are for nerds. Books are for nerds. Yeah. Um, if uh, I didn't do my list of episodes of Star Trek that this episode reminds me of. Oh, of course. So, Let, let's so, jump back to that. So we'll do this before we get too into the plot. Mm-hmm. If you like the DS9 episode, Invasive Procedures, you're going to like this episode. 
If you like TNG, Starship Mine, you're going to like this episode. If you like the episode of Voyager Basics, you're going to like this episode. And if you liked yeah. the 1966 Batman TV series, you're going to fucking love this episode. And you'll see why later yeah. on. Yeah. Certainly got that on, on the uh, B, B story. Uh, definitely. Oh, yeah. Well, well, mm. you'll, you'll see what I mean. Um, yeah. But, yeah. So, uh, so where, do we, where do we get to? Um, so, we have T'Pring talking about, you know, getting it on in the human style yep. with uh, Spock, which presumably is just, you know, Vulcan sex is very, you know, it's missionary and only missionary. If they're there is a, in the same place. Yeah, there is a, a family guy cutaway gag, mm. I believe, that, that features Vulcan sex, and it is, it's, um, it doesn't look like fun. No, no. Um, I mean, they seemed, you know, happy with each other uh, yeah. last time they got it on. So. I, I, I doubt it's that. I doubt it's that fucking cardboard. Yeah, yeah. Um... But, you know, Spock says, okay, kind of steady on. Maybe we should read these um, books together. You know, which is... Uh, hey, uh, no, yeah. no talking. Re- no reading, talking. Uh, you know, possibly erotica together, I suppose. You know, that's a way to spice it up, at least. Hey, man. Yeah. That's a, that's a great idea. Yeah. And we go to um, Spock and Chapel uh, walking down the corridors of the Enterprise and Chapel's talking about, I don't know, some nonsense, uh, Dr. Aspen, who's aboard, uh, that we'll get to in a bit. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Spock's in a world of his own, not listening to a single thing that she's saying, really. Um, oh. And, you know, Chapel interrupts him and asks what's going on. And, you know, Spock explains that... Uh, you know, although the advice last time he went overboard on, he could really use a friend to talk to about, um, you know, stuff with Tepring. Yeah. yeah, they are they have like very good friends. Like she's, they've mm. got that whole um, thing where you know, like when you know, like when you, there's something up with your friend and you just know, mm. and like they're like, yeah, no, it's fine. So I'm just gonna turn the light off. Yeah, that's fine. Um, yeah. They're like, no, no, it's fine. I'm fine. But you know. Yeah, and it's like it's that kind of friendship, like, you know, this episode. Um, yeah, every time we see them interact, we kind of, kind of find ourselves sort of being clued into uh, mm. more and more into the depths of their relationship. Yeah, and they, yeah. you know, Spock's friends on the ship. So I, I assumed that um, his one bezzy mate was going to be uh, Pike, and then it was going to be Una. From the short track, um, but you know, it, it seems to be on a friend scale. It's uh, Chapel up there, uh, top really. He's the one that's getting asked, uh, or she's the one getting relationship advice questions. Mm. Yeah, it's. Um, I keep uh, finding myself having to kind of remind myself um, that, like, when we first meet the crew mm-hmm. in this show. That's not the first time the crew have met. Yeah, for the majority you of know, them. For the majority of them, I think it's it's just Laan that that's joining the crew. Yeah, Laan and uh, Ahura. Um, yeah, and Ahura. And even, yeah, yeah. even Laan knows Una, doesn't she? So, yeah. 
So, yeah, like the... Um, yeah, and then obviously Hammer joins in the very last second of that. Pulls, again, bloody pulls, pulls up bloody Boba Fett slash yeah. Thanos. Um, but yeah, the, uh, they're, they're, all, they're all friends and they're, they're good mm. friends. They're tight. And she gives him like decent advice as well. Although she's got, she's clearly got a thing for him. Um, yes. She talks about her liking Vulcans because they're honest. So don't try and be smarter than the truth. So talk to to Pring and tell the truth about what you're feeling, which is you know decent advice. Yeah, it's absolutely. Better advice than you get from most friends when it comes to relationships. Well, I mean, that, that says more about the caliber of your friends, Mike. Well, yeah, yeah. True. I've had some great advice off some of my friends. I've had some some fucking stinkers. Like, don't get me wrong. Mm. Um, but yeah, I also do think that you know. I think I said a couple of weeks ago, um, Chapel maybe seems like one of those people who uh, is good at giving advice, but maybe isn't as good at following it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, for, from that conversation, we go to dinner in Pikes. Or at least a meeting in Pikes, um, which is serving as the ready room, really. Um, yeah, very much. Like, let's go for a meeting. Let's go hang out at my pad. Yeah. Um, why do we go to the ready room? Um, because it's like, because let's just go to my pad. It's more chill. I've got, I've got my kitchen island. You yeah. can cook us all a fucking stir fry. He's just, you know, when you compare him to Kirk. Um, Pike is clearly the more personable person, personable yeah. person, and Kirk is, is, you know, although people portray him as, oh, he's constantly shagging around the galaxy and he's, you know, a constant rule breaker. Um, secret nerd. Secret he's a nerd. secret nerd, and you know, he's a massive secret nerd, isn't he? Yeah, if, if he can get people into away from his quarters and to the briefing room instead, it seems to make sense for him. So that that can mm-hmm. definitely fit with canon and not just be because the quarters are bigger <laughs> in the visual reboot. Yeah. That's the, that's the thing that always um, made me laugh about, like, the difference between Kirk and Picard. Mm. It's like, Kirk presents as, like, this super cool womanizing, like, yeah. you know, man of action, but he's a secret nerd. Mm. And, like, Picard presents as, like, this stiff upper lip, you know, hyper-polite, hyper-intelligent, um, man of duty, but yeah. he's a secret hard drinking brawler who like used to get in trouble and shit at school. Yeah, much like the British, like the, Jean-Luc Picard <laughs> is a great allegory for the British because everyone thinks we're really polite, but we're all fucking binge drinking nutters. Yeah, well, he is the most British French per- French person around. So um, yes, the yeah. only British French person around. Well, you know, that, that's what happens when we conquer France in uh, well, uh, what I believe happens us? in the future. Did they of... conquer us? Did we conquer? Oh, in the future. Yeah. They conquered yeah. us. Are we going to conquer them back? Well, it's only fair. All it's right. only fair. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm good. Uh, to be honest, I don't want to, like, I don't want to mess. I don't want to mess with France. Like, we're already yeah. fucked. The environment's fucking France. Pretty soon, the wine is all going to change. Yeah. The last thing the, that France needs is the British coming in and giving their opinion on their wine. Yeah. If, if we could steal the whoever makes their nuclear reactors, that would be nice, though. Um, um, oh, is that a thing? 
Yeah, they get most of their power from nuclear, um, whereas we are slow and terrible at doing all that stuff. So if we can steal the nuclear guys, um, I'm happy with that. Or maybe maybe you could just give give us like a cheeky little bit of nuclear, just like a little bit of bit of a nuclear sample. Yeah, that'd be nice. You know. You know. Yeah. Please, France. Please. Yeah. Cheeky bit of nuclear. Yeah, that's all we need. All nuclear. We need. Nuclear. 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 One of no, them is, ha- is Homer Simpson. Um, nuclear, yeah. One of them is George Bush. One of them is Carl Sagan. Um, I yeah. can't remember which. Nuclear, nuclear is how you pronounce it. Yeah. Nuke, nuke, nuclear is how George Bush pronounces it. Yeah. I mean, we, we really grew up in the uh, in the time to, to learn the mispronunciation of it, really, <laughs> didn't we? Yeah. We had Homer yep. and then George Bush. Yep. Yeah. Um, in the more words of George Bush... Fool me once. Shame. Shame on you. Mm-hmm. Fool me. Fool me twice. Okay. Can't get fooled again. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And that's a lesson that Spock learned later on in this episode. Yeah. Boom! I brought it back. Brought it back. Brought it I back. I brought it home. I yeah. brought it home. Um. So we're in, <laughs> we're in Pike's quarters and we're talking to a humanitarian, uh, Dr. Aspen. Dr. Aspen. Dr. Aspen. Um, I, li- I, I, I like that name. It made me think of Hunter S. Thompson because he loved Aspen. Mm. Um, uh, but yeah, Aspen seems cool. Yeah. Um, like doing humanitarian stuff. So they left uh, the Federation um, because they wanted to help people outside of the federation um which you know you'd think more people in the federation would do if they're all about helping people you know why why just only give aid because you're on a ship with um a nice little delta on it yeah um i mean like that's kind of that is the that is the common general sort of criticism of the um of uh, like the Federation and of like the Prime Directive mm. um, in general, it, it's um, very kind of colonial um, remnant yeah. of, you know, well, if you want our good stuff, you've got to come and join us, you know. Mm. If you want, if you want access to our stuff, you've got to fly our flag and, you know, there's a lot of valid criticism you know, for that mindset. Yeah. Let us not forget um, that um, Archer committed genocide <laughs> in an episode just because. Just because. Just because. <laughs> yeah. Just because. Yeah. Um, the. Um, we get this. So this character, Dr. Aspin, yet another Starfleet counselor. Hmm. How. How many counselors have we had in Star Trek? We've had Troy, mm-hmm. we've had Dax 2.0, we've had Admiral Watson Chops, we've had Dr. Aspen. Like, mm-hmm. the. Um, got a lot of counselors in Starfleet. It either speaks to, like, they desperately need it, mm. or it speaks more to. Um, 
you know, the point of, you know, why they even had the, the councillors on the ship in the first place, which is something that I really rather enjoy, which mm. is um, uh, Gene Roddenberry's idea that in the future, mental health will be seen as just as important as physical health. Yeah. And I think in canon, possibly, there are no ship-based councillors in the TOS times. I think that's talked about either in the DS9 episode or, or during TNG. Um, well, they were you know, stationed at a... They did, they, yeah. Like, uh, Pike does say that they were stationed at a starbase. Mm. But, like, it does it does speak to, like, you know... Um, like, I, I love that. I love that, like, it's, it's commonly held and commonly accepted and just kind of treated as a fact of life yeah. that, that one's mental health requires just as much care and attention as one's physical health and and it and is provided for mm. um especially you know, like if that. you're on a ship that occasionally digs up a dead child <laughs> yeah it digs up a dead child or like if you're on the kind of ship that like when you're on one of your five-year missions every now and then you run into like a a, a fantasy world or like mm. oh no we're all trapped in a mind palace yeah or like this person's having a mind meld. That person's having a mind meld. That person's having a mind meld. All of these people are all going to have to go see the counsellor when we get to Starbase 69. Nice. Nice. Um, yeah, so, you know, it is great having them because, as I say, you'd need them constantly. Uh, Absolutely. Um, but where do we get to? Um, we find uh, out I they're like on a to, I... mission... Um, to save some colonists, there are there are three ships, um, just on the edge of Federation space, uh, where people are out of power and malnourished, and it's you know a typical. Oh, that's what the Federation do. Um, they're in they're in our space. Let's help them out, sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I like that the um, at this point, like you know, Doctor Aspen says, you know, Pike says that they're, they're going to help them out. And um, and Aspen's like, I knew that I should come. Like I knew when I needed help, the person to ask would be Starfleet's Boy Scout. Yeah. And that motivation does come back, but I do like that. Like you know, Pike's like, I'm not a Boy Scout. He just looks around the table, and everyone's like, You are literally captain of the Boy Scouts. Yeah. Una, well, you Una have... says, you know, it's in your file. <laughs> it's, it's in your file. Yeah. yeah. Um and. Uh, yeah, he is a total Boy Scout. Oh, yeah. All, yeah. all we ever do is talk about how much of a nice guy he is. You wouldn't get captaincy of the flagship of the Federation without being a bit of a Boy Scout. If you bit were just constantly um, rebelling about, if you were people's impression of Kirk and Kirk in the movies, you probably wouldn't actually get the flagship, ironically. No. Yeah. Um, you know, when I think about, like, who else has been called a Boy Scout? Superman. Superman would definitely be captain of a starship material. Yeah. Um, Batman, Section 31. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we're also going to the, the Wild West of this sector. Um, don't I you imagine. mean, don't you mean the ancient West? <laughs> yeah. 
I, I was closer to going Wild Wild, uh, Wiki Wild Wild West. Yeah, the fact they said, <laughs> yeah, like, they said, the Wild Wild West. The Wild Wild West. In fact, I've even got West. it in my notes as Wild Wild West. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I don't know if it was that in the episode. <laughs> no, he does say Wild Wild West. It is, it is yeah. silly. But yeah. yeah, I was just like, in, by, by the next generation, they call the Old West the Ancient West. Yeah. Which is stupid. Because, like, the Old West, you know, at time of recording, uh, obviously this is on the internet, which is evergreen, but at time of recording, mm-hmm. the Wild West was about 120 years ago. Yeah. The, the Star Trek's only set a couple hundred years ago. We don't say things that happened in, say, like, Napoleonic times. We don't class them as being ancient. Yeah. They, they do that in... Um beyond as well where the music comes on uh oh, yeah. and you know what is this oh, i think it's classical music yeah like... that which which is a futurama joke yeah <laughs> i, but, I yeah. have no idea how that would work anyway it's a good bit for comedy but then does all classical music like you know back beethoven whatever is that just extra classical <laughs> well no they... classical like, classical music actually refers to a specific period of time. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, so, like, yeah, so it wouldn't, it wouldn't be, like, so, like, the, um, the, the sort of, in a couple hundred years, classical music will still be classical music because it will be music from the classical period. Yeah. Like, everything else will just be old. Mm. Um, or... People will call lots of things classical music, and people will be like, listening to Beastie Boys, and they'll be like, well, what are you doing listening to classical music? And some, like, 24th century nerd will be like, um, actually, it's only classical music if it's from the classical period. This yeah. is um, hip-hop from the 90s, from the 1990s. There'll um, be a uh, Wade Watts from Ready Player One there. To, yes. You know, go, mm, no, oh, I think you're fine. Yeah. Um, you know all that jazz. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we we get we I um I had to I had to look up the name of this, the name of the ship. So the the <laughs> pirates that have been threatening these colonists are called these these guys that are roaming the ancient west of space. They're called the Serene Squall, mm. and a squall is a sudden violent gust of wind or localized okay. storm. Or a loud cry. Okay. So that's a that's a good name for a, a parent ship. Serene squall, a a very quiet, very subtle, very sudden blast of wind. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, I, it's a it's a good name, and who doesn't love a bit of uh, alliteration as well in their ships? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we um, from that conversation in the. In Pike's quarters, we go up to the bridge. There's a, um, you know, uh, called up to the bridge, and we find two of the three um, colony ships. And there's no life signs, and we go, oh, maybe they transferred to the third ship, and, and you know, yeah. managed to get out. They find they they find them all fucked up, mm-hmm. and like there's a really cool like overlay on the view screen where like there's there's just like a big mass of debris. And like some of it's coloured orange and like some of it's coloured blue. So obviously like the computer has like 
scanned all of this debris and gone right. Well, yeah. that's part of that one. That's part of that one. That's part of that one. That's, and like, kind of separated. I, I quite liked that. That was that was really that was really cool. Yeah, we know that computer can can do a jigsaw <laughs> definitely now. Absolutely. Um, um, just um, another thing, like before the cold open. Yeah, yeah. Ended. They drop a subspace buoy. Yeah. Um, and the whole chat about like the lack of subspace relays and and having to throw a subspace buoy does a pretty good job of explaining what a subspace relay is. Yeah. Because that's a bit of Trekno babble that comes up in Star Trek constantly that, like, now I think about it, I don't think I knew what the subspace relay actually was for mm -hmm. until they explained it in that scene. Yeah. I just knew it was a bit of a thing. Um, so, uh, yeah, it does a pretty good job of explaining what a subspace relay is. Uh, I, I had a minor trouble with that, and it's a, you know, a nerd quibble. What um, is subspace? Is that what your quibble was? Because like, that was my thing. I was like, they, they explained the subspace relays pretty well. Mm. Now, what is subspace? Not, not even close to what is subspace. It was, we established a, a message. So Pike is saying, you know, oh, can we call for backup from the Federation or, you know, let them know what we're doing, get permission to go beyond the border into this asteroid field. And it's, no, a message will take two days because, you know, we're out of subspace range. Um, what what was Spock doing at the start of the episode? And what does he do later on in the episode? He was on FaceTime. He was FaceTiming. Instantaneously, yeah. without any, um, you know, trouble. So I'm like, why, why do you need a, you know, why would it take two days to get a message there if you're talking to T'Pring, who is presumably... Federation that was space. then. That's that was then. This is now. Yeah, but later in the episode, the same thing happens. They manage. Yeah, to but like to so, like his 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 oh his so ships there. They're having a FaceTime. Ship goes over here. They need to drop a buoy. And then later on in the episode, they're like here. No, no, no. no. They they, they FaceTime her all the way to her planet that she's on. To, to if tell this to was come. the expanse. The, the, that yeah. conversation alone would have taken the whole episode. Yeah, I know, I know, and it, it's such a minor quibble thing, but it it's artificial like stakes in that. Oh, the Federation can't help you now. When you're like, what do you mean the Federation can't help us now? We were talking to someone I in don't, the Federation yeah, I, on I presumably a core planet. Yeah, I I, I'm not necessarily sure that that entire conceit was even really necessary for mm. this episode. I don't think that. If you, if you remove that from the episode, I don't think it changes anything. No. At, at first I thought, oh, someone's going to destroy the buoy and um, then yeah. they're not going to be able to contact the Federation so they'll be stuck. Nah, doesn't happen. Maybe they're just trying to explain what a subspace relay is. Yeah. yeah. Edutainment. Edutainment. Future yeah. edutainment. Just like in Star Trek Prodigy when they have a whole episode dedicated to explaining what the different things consoles on the ship do this is weapons this is helm yeah one day we'll get onto pulleys you know we'll we'll do a real indiana jones um the series young indiana, yeah. indiana jones um so yeah we drop the buoy and we get into the um we start the episode proper so that all cold open is done which is another yeah quick cold open um considering i complained two episodes ago that it was 
20 odd minutes to get into the yeah. episode. Yeah, the act structure is a thing of the past. Yeah. Cold opens can last as long as you want in now. You yeah. know, I like it. I like it in a usually the first episode of a season or like the first episode of a series where the um, the the opening credits are at the very end of the episode. Like you just get a full thing of television and then the title card happens just before the end credits. I like that. I, I did think, though, it had and I noticed it first watch or whatever. Good danger breaks, you know, a oh, my God, now this is happening and. This is where trailers would go. It had at least two of them where it was like, oh my God, no, but there's a twist or something happens. <laughs> and that would be adverts. But obviously, yeah. you know, since this is, I think, only on streaming. It's um, only on streaming. Geography, and obviously, um, we're not all watching it through um, proper channels, so I've heard. I don't know what you mean. Um, no. I mean, like, the royal we, as in, like, okay, yeah. some people. Some people, yeah. Some people. We are royal as well. Um, mm. We are lord. Um, mm. <laughs> um, I, I mean, lord with an E, as in the singer. Oh, yes, there of course. Um, you know, I, I suppose Paramount Plus comes out, I think it's in a week's time. So, from, from then... Uh, I will be watching it properly legally. Do we? Do we? How? Do we know when, or if, it's uh, it's it's all coming off Netflix? Um, presumably soon, in in the UK and Ireland. Oh. Um. What a pain in the ass. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it. It's either time to uh, buy the DVDs, uh, download, or ew, gross physical media, ooh. gross. No, thank you. Mm. No, I guess I'll just have to get Paramount Plus. Yeah. God damn it. I'm fine. It's fine. I can watch. Pardon me. I just burped. We can watch the um, 4K you remaster. You watch me burping? Uh, of me of... burping? No, not of you burping. Of, of um, TMP. Yes. And I, I think the, the other movies I'm getting... The Twilight time. Zone. That's what I'll be watching ah. loads of. Twilight Zone. Hell great. yeah, man. Hell yeah. I haven't Classic watched any of the Twilight new stuff that, um, so. Oh, mate. There's some great episodes. There's some yeah. great stuff. Okay. Like, like I said a couple of weeks ago, Paramount making the Twilight Zone is what gave me faith that they had a production studio that was capable of, um, you know making good episodic storytelling. Twilight Zone is that. Okay. Ah, nice. Um, um, so, yeah, where, where, where are we up to? So we're Grab after the cold, the cold open. open. Um, yep. Spock is going down to Dr. Aspen's quarters um, because she's being called to the bridge but not, you know, moving or whatever. And there's club music coming out of it, you know, and she's not heard the request to go to the bridge. They... Do what, let's just talk about it. Let's just talk about it. Let's just yeah. talk about it. We're going to leave it to the end of the episode. but like Because I keep on making the mistake. Just keep on making it, but it's fine, right? Yeah. So, Dr. Aspen is mm. a... The character is non-binary. Now, the, yeah. the Dr. Aspen is being played by... Name of the actor? Uh, Jesse James Keitel. Jesse James Keitel, who is non-binary... 
but identifies as she, they. So that you can use she pronouns or they pronouns. My partner is the same. You can go with she, you can go with they. Um, uh, I, the thought, I thought she uses, was a trans woman. Sorry. It's like, it, it's best to just go by what you've definitely read. Okay. <laughs> like, just yeah. be like, that's it. Until, until someone sort of points out otherwise. Uh, <laughs> because like, we aren't, we aren't, you know, if, if we do sort of misgender anyone, it's, it's definitely not for lack of trying to get it right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, but so my apologies as as when I, I refer aware, to the character as, as uh, yeah, she. So the, char- the, the character identifies as they, which is, a, which is something that I think that, you know, in the future, you know, we had a similar narrative with, um, what's the chops, bloody... Not grey, the other one. Oh, um... Oh, Adira. 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 Yeah. Um, correcting someone else's use of their pronouns. Like, it is a... Um, yeah, we're looking at... Uh, you know, more representation for yeah. um, trans uh, actors and non-binary actors. Um, and the thing is, you know, if, if one of us does get the pronouns wrong it's simply because the actor identifies a slightly different usage of pronouns than mm. the character that they're playing yeah um, um but if we do get any of it wrong it's only because um star trek no it's only because star trek has not had the correct representation of trans people non-binary people um, and hasn't been sort of campaigning for that kind of justice as long as it has been doing for all the other kinds of justices. Basically, what I'm saying is is more representation for trans people and non-binary actors, and people won't be getting pronouns wrong. They'll, they'll be able to zero in on the use of neo-pronouns in the same way that we do uh, everything else. If the videos yeah. just change, it's just because, like, had a bit of a technical hitch. If it's not, then cut this out. But whatever. Anyway, as I was saying, um, like, yeah, more representation for trans people means that we don't make mistakes like um, misgendering people. But even so, I don't think that we should cut any of this out because I think the other important thing to keep in mind is normalizing misgendering someone and then immediately just correcting it and just moving past it. So, mm. like, even though we absolutely are not moving past it right now because we're talking about... Well, I'm talking about it. Yeah. But, but like... We're, we're, a, we're in a process of learning. Or, or yeah. C- certainly, I am more than yourself of, um, you know, what what the character was supposed to be. Um, yeah, so the character is non-bound. Like, the thing, to, the thing that we are doing... The thing, the, the place that we want to, as a society, the place that we want to get to is that scene in Star Trek Deep Space Nine where Curzon, uh, where, where Jadzia meets um, Kor. Kor says, Curzon, my old friend. And she says, it's, it's Jadzia now. And he says, oh, Jadzia, my old friend. Mm-hmm. And just immediately and then just moves past it. Um, and that's where we're trying to get to. We were going to, like, save talking about the 
the the representation of transgender uh, people uh, till the end, but. I've got a bit for the end of it anyway, which we can only talk about at the end. Let's just get it out, let's just, let's just, not so much get it out of the way, but let's, let's just, let's address the, let's address it straight away. Yeah, let's, let's correct me, because that's what, you know, we should do. Um, We should be correct. So yeah, Dr. Dr. Aspen is non-binary. Cool. Yeah. Um, So Spock goes down to their room, there's club music going on. Um, they haven't gone up to the bridge because they couldn't hear it. Um, mm-hmm. Because of the fucking, because of the bangers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and Spock gets, you know, Aspen up and starts walking them to the bridge. Mm. And in that time, uh, Aspen's talking about how uh, they know Klingons and, you know, know of Kulinar. And that's they know Vulcans and, and Vulcans. Klingons. Sorry, I, I've lost my Klingons, brain. Apparently, Klingons, Klingons have yeah. to the polar opposite of Kolonar. Yeah. Um, I they, never said they, I was they, smart. They, they, they drink fermented blood, not mm. because of the uh, taste. I believe. I believe it because it makes them feel like um, beasts. Yeah. On an emotional level. Um, but we also find out that, you know, confirm, I suppose, that Spock hasn't had his uh, culinar. Yeah, yeah, uh, Dr. Aspin refers to, what was it, they said, like, you haven't had the emotional snip? Yeah. Culinar is like having an emotional vasectomy. Yeah, and... Does that mean that the emotions are stored in the balls? I mean, it is for a lot of people. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you gotta you gotta think with one or two heads uh, uh, mm. as a gent, and uh, depends depends on the day and the time, I suppose. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Um. So we we get up to the bridge. There's a distress signal. Um. You know, we're still flying through asteroids and all that. Um. And we we get the distress signal of the third ship. Um. And you know. Ortega's does a how close do you want to get um, sort of piece, which is... Great joke. Yeah. How do you understand? So it's... So, oh no, we get bases later, so it's... It's so the first minute, day it's or first third day. Or, first day or third day. Yeah. It's the blind date. Yeah. Proceed with caution. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I couldn't... I, I, I would... I would hate the idea of going on a blind date i don't what now or in the in the, uh, in the star trek future ever ever i mean it's got to be ever. worse in the star trek future because you might arrive at a gak restaurant uh, with a klingon yeah i see i'm okay with that i'm okay with that hmm. i mean you maybe talk to the wrong guy i definitely <laughs> lean i definitely lean more towards Riker than than say harry kim okay but like how about yeah, you might yeah, arrive I'm... at a at a I don't know a USB church. card a um... church a church we might arrive at a church oh god no yeah. an orb viewing yeah. with a Bajoran yeah mm. like like I I ooh. the thing is but it's usually because like blind dates are usually set up yeah 
This is like the stupidest tangent that we could possibly have gone on. <laughs> well, why not? And I am leading us there. <laughs> uh, but like blind dates are usually set up by someone else. Hmm. And people, like even the people in my closest circles, I feel don't quite get me well enough to set me up with anyone. Yeah. My, yeah, yeah. No, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a worrying piece because if you're getting set up with people that your friends know as well, that that's, you know, I'd rather just put on a blindfold, swipe on Tinder and match with someone and cl- cover the picture and meet them up that way than, than oh, yeah. friends, a friend of a yeah. friend or anything like that. Back, back when I was single, pardon me, back when I was sing- single, I called it making it rain. Go on Tinder and just. <laughs> yeah. You can always do the the running man as well, where it is. Um, yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Um, but we we get trapped in a not a folian web. We get trapped in a. Yeah. No, net. I thought I thought it was going to be a folian web, but yeah. nope. They. When I, when I saw the preview, I was like, that's a Tholian web if ever I've seen it. But no, um, in this scene, they go out of their way to say net very yeah. loudly three times. Yeah. Um, so that so that just just to get it right out of the way, that is not a web. And that it's is a based net. on little asteroids, so it's not ships flying about making yeah. the web. Um, yeah. So completely different thing, even though it looks visually the same. It's it's not a web though. It's a net. Oh, so um, different. Yes, yeah. you know, I mean, the um, the two words are never used interchangeably. He said on the internet. Yeah. Also known as the web. Yeah. Also known as the inter in, web internet or web <laughs> the net web or net. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, but we have all the uh, the bridge crew chipping in ideas of, of what they should do to get out, and most of them lead to the ship. You know, the ship would be destroyed. Um, which, which is just like, yeah. nope, can't do that. Can't do it. Nope, definitely can't do that. Can't do that. But it's good, like, the, the quick round table of, like, what ideas do you have? You know, yeah. someone give me an idea. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, um, you know, we've said it before, Pike has a lot of trust in his crew. Mm. He's not afraid to, uh, and, you know, that, that's, that's, that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. As a manager, um, it's about assembling a good team with a good variety of skills, you mm. know. Uh, to quote Ghost in the Shell, over-specialize and you breed in weakness. You need general, you need, you need people that, that bring in different things. Yeah. You need to be able to confer with all of them. Which is why you get trained anyway in Starfleet generally first as well. You know, it's it's why Deanna has to go through uh, this is what happens in an emergency training and Uhura has to do a this is your day on weapons uh, <laughs> training because, you know, you need to be at least a little bit good at everything. Um but Spock comes up with, I think it's Spock comes up with uh, the idea of um, 
finding the one that has the most energy coming out of it, which must be the source. It's uh, it's Doctor Aspin that comes. Is up it with Aspin? Doctor okay. Aspin, yes. Very clever. Yeah. I mean, they are a doctor, mm. but they are a doctor of the mind. Yeah, but so, they are a clever. I mean, person. it's 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 odd that maybe a, a counselor would have such such good knowledge of um, of of this weird mm. alien um shield system yeah random random totally random that's weird <laughs> yeah but there's there's two energy signals anyway and uh pike says to spock to use his intuition to yes. fire at the one that um you know is the actual source of the, the net um yeah rather than and uh yeah he's vulcan we don't Vulcans don't use their Vulcan he gets told to use his gut. Vulcans yeah. don't use their gut. Maybe emotions are stored in the gut. Mm. It's healthy bacteria, you know. Oh, he needs to start yes. having a um Yakult. Yakult. He needs, yakult. Yeah. He needs some kefir. Yeah. He needs some he needs some uh, he needs some good bacteria to get to get that uh, improvisational um mm-hmm. uh, muscle uh worked. Yeah. And this is my uh, second absolutely so bloody minor um, issue with the episode is that later in the episode, uh, the Enterprise fires um, four phases at once, at least four phases at once. Target them both, shoot them both, it's fine. (laughs) No, it doesn't matter. Why why pick? You've got to... No, no, we've got four phases. Yeah. But, um, like... You've got to, I don't know. I don't know. It's, yeah, yeah. kind of silly. Kind of silly. It's silly, but it I don't know why. Story. Yeah, because could have shot them all at once. Yeah, you're right. Mm. I thought it was funny that, like, uh, Dr. Aspin, like, when, when Spock is kind of looking for his gut, mm. he's searching his gut, Dr. Aspin's like, make a choice. Like, up until this point, like, you know, Spock has been, you know, uh, a couple of episodes ago, and you touched on it a bit. Where Spock is still sort of, you know, trying to uh, um, reconcile his his human and, and Vulcan heritage, and uh, and Doctor Aspin says, looks at him, and when he's trying to pick which which relay to fire on, they're <laughs> like, make a choice, Spock. Yeah. In in this and in your relationship, and in life. In life. In life, you have to make a choice. Yeah. Of which relay to fire on. And mm. where where to go with your relationship, Spark? Make a choice. Yeah. Oh, so it was a bit hamming, hamming and it up a little bit. The second he presses fire as well, or, or points to the one that he actually thinks it is, or guesses that it is, it looks like he's constipated. He's just like all incredibly. He looks defeated anyway that he's had to make a yeah. choice. He's like, Ugh. well, well, I mean, he's Vulcan, you know. Mm. He. You know, in spite of the fact that, like, T'Pring is trying to, in, you know, engage... Get some um, with, more interesting you know, stuff. Yeah, T'Pring's trying to sort of bridge the gap by hmm. taking, you know, by by, um, by learning more about about Spock's Vulcan heritage. Mm-hmm. Um, all of that, I don't know why, but it made me think of Scrubs and, like, um, hmm. the, guy, the, the guy with the mole on his lip. Turk, uh, Turk yeah. learning Spanish for Carla. Hmm. 
That's what that reminded me of. Like, you know, um, or like when, you know, when a, when a, you know, when you, when, when a white is in a relationship with someone and they learn how to cook something from, from their country. Yeah. Like it's, it's a sweet gesture that she's making. Yeah. Um, but he, he isn't that into his human side actually, you know, and that's the thing that we know about Spock um, since the original series. Mm. So like to him, you know, having just used his gut and that facial expression, he's got the expression of someone who's just like blasphemed. Yeah. You know, he's just, as far as he's concerned, he's just taken the Lord's name in vain. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, that's, I thought it was kind of cute, to be honest. I thought it's kind of silly. I always talk anyway that, that Spock was, you know, not king of the Vulcans, but uh, a, a good and, you know, more versatile Vulcan anyway, because he was able to tap into his human side and use his intuition. And, you know, that, mm. that doesn't put anything bad on this episode because it's yeah. it's a prequel, you know, he can be... He can, be learning to use his in- intuition anyway, but yeah, you know, well, that, with the that, Vulcans thought of um, you know trying to get peace with Romulus um, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's definitely a thing that Spock learns about himself later in life. Yeah, like like after the motion picture, like like by the Wrath of Khan, mm. I think is when we see a version of Spock that understands that his human side is is part of what makes him so special yeah like it's it's much later in life that spock really gets that about himself hmm. yeah. definitely and it was the it, and like you know as i've mentioned before you know you had zon in um who was going to be the vulcan character in phase two he knew that and that's why his whole thing was about trying to be more human so that hmm. he could be a better starfleet officer like spock yeah so yeah it is uh but yeah, it's a funny, mm-hmm. funny, funny little face on Spock. He's just said he's just said a rude word. Yeah, which leads into the next scene, which is um, Doctor Aspin going to Spock's quarters um, and counselling him, pretty much saying, I, "I saw your face when you had to make a choice, and you know you looked in terrible pain." Oh Christ! Um, and there's. You know what is good about Trek sometimes um, is it does good at relating current issues, let's say, to the future. Yeah. And Doctor Aspin has a, a piece certainly when it's uh, I, I think I've got uh, the quote in front of me where it's all species put people into boxes. You're either this or that, and sometimes you act uh, a certain way to fit into expectations. But that's not exactly who you are, you know. No. Yes. Um, yeah. And that, that's yeah. That's that's the um, the the metaphor, I believe, of the episode. Mm-hmm. If, if we're talking about you know, if we're talking about like deeper deeper meanings. Yeah. Um, that's that's definitely one of them. And you know, we've got this non-binary character um, played by a trans actor. Um, yeah, talking mm. about this idea of Vulcan human binaries and like, you know, these these binaries are all just constructs. Yeah. And sometimes people are n- neither of the two. 
Yeah, especially for a non-binary character, I suppose, to say, um, you know, people are trying, you're trying to say, are you Vulcan or are you human? Or do you want to leave, you know, one of those two paths? Um, there's the third Spot. option of being not Vulcan not or, that. yeah, he's not, yeah, are you Vulcan? Are you human? Mm. I'm Spark. Yeah. You know, that's the simplest answer. Mm. You know, my, my partner is non-binary. Um, and uh, um, you know, which is why I'm, I'm, I'm sort of probably getting a lot of stuff wrong, but I'm, I'm doing my best. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it is, and it you know, from their experience, it comes from a case of like, you know, spent my whole life being told I need to be this thing, mm-hmm. and and like I, I just I'm not that. Yeah. But then the opposite, the, the the other option that has been presented by society is something else that I'm just not. So mm. I'm just like over here, you know, vibing, and yeah, yeah, don't fit into that or that. So here I am. Mm. Yeah, um, no, it's 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 a good message for for um, that sort of character to put forward. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's kind of, it's a, um, you couldn't, I think it's important when having a non-binary character played by a trans actor, it's, it's an important, it's important for them to say something like that in the episode, mm. because it's a pointed statement. Yeah, and it's Star uh, Trek, and if you don't like that sort of statement, um, then think... 60 years ago, would you would you like the statement that um, a guy was black on the wrong side of his face and white on the wrong side of his face? Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. Anyway. Trek used to be subtle. Yeah. Star Trek used to be subtle with its metaphor. Yeah. Really? You, really? With the, where, with the episode where the Riddler... Has two different halves of his face painted different colours. The Riddler, subtle. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So like, anyway. Yeah. Um... Um, at this point, I am. I'm thinking, who the fuck is this person? Hmm. Going out of their way to go and therapize um, Spock. Uh, very much inserting themselves ingratiating themselves with the crew hmm. um it's at this point so did you peg here it's at this point that i was like i've got it literally written in my notes just who the fuck is this person okay just like what why yeah okay uh, I, I i didn't peg anything at this point i should say and you know, maybe we can get onto it later anyway. When, when, we'll get, when, we'll get when the to turn it. happens. Um, we'll get to it, but we're about to get to an away mission. Yeah. So they, they see, um, they find the third colony ship and there's enough people on it um, through sensors to say, well, that's all of the people from the other two ships evacuated onto it. And also maybe a couple of, you know, people, pirates taking it over. So that's... Mm arm ourselves, go over there as an away team, um, get them out of there. Surgical strike. Um, and 
Pike's leading it because he's he's trying to say that you know oh I'm not a hundred percent a Boy Scout or whatever. Yeah, well, it's, yeah. it's like they you know there's there's going to be a bunch of terrified colonists down mm. there. Um, what are you going to send Laana on, on her own? She's going to scare them all. Are you going to send Una? She's where fun goes to die, apparently. Yeah. Or are you going to send nice guy Pike with his beautiful with his peak, beautiful with hair. his beautiful hair and a yeah. beautiful glistening smile? Yeah, that's fine. I send mean, Pike in his beautiful they... golden tactical armor. <laughs> Realistically, though, they should start sending Una on more of these missions because if there are pirates there, she can one-punch them. Oh. Um, you know, yeah, yeah, out. definitely, definitely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I mentioned, gold armor. So yeah. they go down. They're in the excursion suits, right? Hmm. So, and and in strange new worlds, like they they they're keeping strict with the gold just being for command, right? Yeah. So. He goes down, they go down, he's wearing gold armor, hmm. and they've got the lights on. I hate those lights. Right? So if you're like a sniper, hmm. yeah. so it just goes, see the one in gold? See, see the one in gold? See the one, see the one in gold? Aim between those two lights on their shoulder. Yeah. We had this discussion, oh. I, I hate those lights, because the people, the lights only point forward as well. And you see the people look around and you go, well, you're not lighting up where you're looking. <laughs> no. What's the point in this? No. And in the episode, they but, don't even throw off that much light. They're like tiny LED They don't LED throw off bulbs. that much light. Um, and like, what that reminded me of, it reminded me of Vietnam. Vietnam. I wasn't there. In Vietnam, in Vietnam, officers would not wear... They're off, they would not wear their rank insignia. Hmm. Because snipers, like, often in warfare, from what I understand it, usually snipers hmm. so, are a bit far away. I understand that in, too, with in snipers. Vietnam, in Vietnam, less so. Like, you could be, you could be being... Hmm. Like, you could have a lot of fire being rained down on you by a sniper that was maybe 20, 30 feet away from you, just very well hidden. You just would not, you just would not know what the fuck's going on. Hmm. That's close enough for someone to go, oh. Yeah. There's right, well, a scene the, in, in Band of Brothers where they've got um, the, the rank on the collars, uh, as they do. And it's in the Carantan episode um, where they just like fold up the colours, <laughs> all the yeah. officers. Yeah. 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 Like that, that, like going down wearing gold armour. Mm. Golden armour. Yeah. Bold. Very bold. It's a good bold. job that everywhere they use that armour, it's very dark. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it is until their stupid fucking shoulder lights light them up. Yeah. And then it just. The sniper doesn't need anything else to be lit up. He just needs to follow the two lights. Yeah. I'll, I'll hate those lights forever, uh, unfortunately, mm. for, for whatever costume designer made them. Um, sorry, person who made the Discovery costumes. Don't like them. Um, but it's a trap. It's a trap. Bah. 
No, it's a trap. Yeah, yeah, blatantly, that was yeah, that was bait. That's yeah. a trap. Um, but but where are all the but where are all the colonists? Yeah, there's the fake signal pumping out. I don't know, whatever. They gave them the old fucking switcheroo. Yeah. All of those life signs of the colonists that mm. they thought that was all pirates. Yeah. No, it wa- it wasn't all pirates. It was. Well, I'm guessing it must have been because, like, no. well, like to to cut a long story short, they go onto the thing. They get captured by the by the pirates waiting in this obvious trap, mm. and a bunch of pirates beam up to the fucking Enterprise, and shit goes down. Yeah. I assume that uh, there must have been a majority force on the Enterprise that we just didn't see. Yeah. There's a bit because of... otherwise, I feel like that maybe shouldn't have happened. Yeah, but they go up to um, in the cells that they end up being in later in the episode. Mm. They go up to it, and there's a you know an iPad stuck to the bars, throwing off fake um, signals because Pike and whoever go up to it and say like, "Oh, they're supposed uh... to be here." Um, oh right, okay, yeah. okay, okay. So okay. the, the Enterprise just gets taken over. Yeah, it could have been like 400 parrots on it, but, um, you know, from the 10 we see. <laughs> so the Enterprise just gets taken over by just some guys. Yeah. This is what happens when you, when you fucking fill a military force with nerds. Yeah. Uh, the Orion that captures um, Pike and his crew, right? I've been looking all day. Let me see if Memory Alpha has updated itself. His name but, is Remy. His name is Remy. Yeah. Um, but the actor, I believe, was in The Last Kingdom and played okay. literally the same character. Um, he was green. <laughs> except he was green. But in, if it's who I think it is, um, then it's Heston. Fucking Heston. Okay. I'm watching I'm like, that's fucking Heston. Yeah. Uh, Nope, different actor. Different actor. Okay. Maybe. Let me just have a look. Michael Haug. Michael Haug. Michael Haug. Oh, he's Irish, isn't he? Michael Haug. Michael Haug. Oh, man, I hope Connor doesn't watch this. Yeah. What what you're going to do is, um, what's the TNG uh, Irish episode? You're going to annoy... Every Irish person, as much as that episode did. Oh, I, I already annoy um, Connor in our Facebook group yeah. with that episode because um, I watch it every um, St. Patrick's Day, which I'm pretty sure is racist. Um, well, the I'm episode sure, definitely is. <laughs> um, yeah, the episode definitely racist. And I definitely think that me um, reveling in watching that episode every St. Patrick's Day is definitely problematic. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess I'll I'll learn if 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 it's a problem I'll people will tell me about it. Yeah. Uh, um, I expect But we'll yeah, hear. no, it's not it's not Heston. It's not the same actor that plays Heston, but it might as fucking well be. Yeah. Basically, they look exactly the same and they're playing the exact same character. He's a great character in this um whatever dude, the the Orion. You know. A, a captain who is um, a bit easily swayed. Gotta love that yeah. in a pirate. Yeah. 
And like, yeah, they are they are pirates, so they're they're kind of they're all a bit gruff, hmm. they're all a bit ragged, a bit dirty, a bit beardy. Yeah. I um, wonder how gay they all are. Pirates, gay as hell. I mean, there were women on the uh, ship though. Par- pirates were more gay, weren't they? Um, when they were all men. When... Yeah, that's true. Uh, I wonder. I wonder if they. Um, oh, maybe they're polyamorous pirates, like like in the Expanse. Maybe. Oh, that'd be it's nice. Open. That'd be nice. Yeah. Um, but fucking Heston. The, the the ship also gets overtaken by the pirates at the same time. You know, they yep. were beaming in as they were beaming out, and so we see easily. so easily, so easily, easy. easy. Um, the only resistance that we see is on the bridge, really. And, that's... and it's from Spock. He puts. He put. Well, well yeah. obviously everyone resists, but mm. Spock is the only one who actually puts up a formidable resistance. Yeah, Spock is knocking fuckers out. Yeah. <laughs> I've got it's in my like... note: Spock knocking motherfuckers out. <laughs> well, yeah, he's got his enhanced. He's got enhanced Vulcan strength. You know, yeah. he's, he, Vulcans are much much stronger. Where's um, Una was... with that strength, though? Una got. Um, Stunned, maybe. Yeah. Um, the um, I thought it was good that like we had we had a scene where Spock had to rely on his human gut, hmm. um, and then is immediately saved by his Vulcan strength. Yeah. Um, I thought that was a good, hmm. good couple of little, uh, good, good little sequence of events there. I enjoyed yeah. that. Yeah. Didn't even pick Vulcan, up. You know. He is, you know, he is not, he is both human and Vulcan, and mm. neither and both at the same time. Yeah. Um, as a resolution to that scene, we get Spock and Doctor Aspen escaping into a turbo lift and, and you know running away. And then, for for simplicity's sake, rather than jumping between stories, uh, yeah, let let's just talk about the Pike bit first. The the, the yeah. B story really. Down, yeah, down Pike. And Una, and Laan, and and Ortegas down with the crew of the Serene Squall. Yeah. So um, <coughs> the captain Remy commits the worst crime we've seen on um, Strange New Worlds. He ruffles Pike's hair. How... I, I like I, this is the first like, I couldn't look away. Yeah. It was like it was like this, it and was I was terrible. just like it was uh, abysmal. It uh, was. Uh. It was like it was almost uncanny valley. Yeah. Like there's something. I'm looking, and there's something not right about this. Yeah. After seeing it so so good, you know, a hair out of place on that man's head looks um, looks abysmal. Yeah, it's yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Like you say, you are correct. The worst crime that has been committed on Strange yeah. New Worlds by far. It's worse than stealing the child shit. murder. Yeah, yeah. Worse, worse <laughs> including the, the child better. Worse than killing the, it's worse than killing that kid. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we, we'd happily grind children up into a fine paste if it could um, protect Pike's hair. Is that not... Is that not how this... Is that not what's... Presumably. There's got to be something I'm pretty sure that's it. already in... I'm pretty sure that's already in here. Yeah. And and the captain knows he's doing wrong because he says, you know, of Pike that he's got a great jawline, and this, you know, I don't, coming yeah, from me, like, I, I don't want to mess with that jawline. Yeah, but I will. But yeah, yeah. fucking Heston, 
Fucking Heston. Remy. He's got. I, I keep saying Heston because I love the name because it's got one of those A-E's. Mm. It's got an A, so it's Heston. 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 Blumenthal. Heston. Outrageously no. expensive and weird food. No. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Remy. Oh, he's Irish. He's Remy. They should have given him a fucking Cajun voice like Remy LeBeau. Yeah. Oh, sorry, mon capitaine. Hey, mon cher. No, I, I really like the, the Orion as a character. He's that sort of... It does play into the humour of the episode a fair bit. And, you know, yeah, definitely it. definitely plays into the humour. And, like, like, these guys don't seem like they are um, good at no. pi- being pirates. They don't seem... They don't, he definitely doesn't seem like a good captain. And we oh, find no. out... We find out in a later twist that there is a reason why he's maybe not a good captain. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he. Um, I, I enjoy this this little band of of mm. uh, pirates. And he, you know, he throws uh, his food into Pike's face, and Pike is like, "Ugh," you know, yeah, your, your crew like mouth. this. No. Yeah. And then Orion's like, oh, no, it's a Orion speciality. You know, everyone loves it. And you see the crew around go like, uh, <laughs> maybe not, maybe not. So, you know, re- really good. And um, uh, especially because it's, oh, you're... Pike negotiates that he's going to uh, cook for them if they feed his crew. So, uh, Which is a great, 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 um, great Pike move. Yeah. Where he's like, what can I do? I can cook. Yeah. That's how I'm going to ingratiate myself with these people. Because the way to a man's heart, as they say, mm. is through his stomach. I will use uh, my special skill, um, whatever is on my uh, top trumps card that I have maximum thing on, cooking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he, he serves up food and all the, the pirates are loving it and getting second portions. And the captain's there saying, like, ah, it's edible. <laughs> and Pike's yeah, saying, well, everyone else likes it. <laughs> everyone else likes it. Have you noticed in that scene as well, he's got an apron? Yeah. Fucking gold apron. Was it a gold, gold apron? Another gold know. apron above his gold armour. Yeah. And underneath that gold armour, presumably, is his gold shirt. Yeah. The man is just decked out to the nines in gold. I, I just like, like that he's... he's got, you know, this armour on. And he's still put an apron over it because, you know, he's cooking yeah. and that's what he's just... Totally, totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a great image. And he's like serving up what looks like some chilli, which... Yeah. I love me some chilli. Mm. No, that looked so... good. Looked good. Um, and he, he goads Remy, the captain, into, um, you know, talking about what's going to happen to the ship and what's going to happen to the crew and um, saying about selling them to the Klingons. And Pike, you know, plants the seed of, you know what happens to, you know, even pirates who try and work for the Klingons, they end up, you know, not make it out alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, you know, sowing the first seeds uh, of disruption. Um, yeah, he's, he's planting seeds. He's trying to get everyone to stop trusting each other. Yeah. You know? He's making he's making the captain resent his crew. They enjoy my cooking. They don't yeah. like your cooking. 
and, and he like, says to the the second officer, or he says about the second officer on the pirate ship, "Oh, she's the smart one." Um, uh-huh. You know, she's the smart one. And then to her, he's like, "Listen, you're the smart one." Yeah. Maybe, maybe you. Yeah. They're gonna. See, this guy's gonna get you in some shit with Klingon. Yeah. Another bowl. But that that were, it was good as well when Pike goes back to the cells to talk to his guys. Um, and he, you know, Mbenga's scanning all, like, him. Why, why, why are, why are Mbenga and Uhura and Ortegas suddenly in this cell? Yeah. Right? Why are they in this cell? Why isn't every other member of the crew that they've rounded up in this cell? Yeah. Who, how have the, how are they deciding who is in the cell on this ship? But who is like presumably in the brig on the Enterprise? Like the the fact that Ortegas and Una and Mbenga are have have made their way onto the pirate ship and are now in this cell. Yeah, that is never explained. It's and they they're just there. Just minimal cast stuff, isn't it? Really, no background actors. They're all the bridge. No crew. background actors. Yeah, mm. this is yeah. But I, I do like Mbenga scans him after being, you know, seeing Pike beaten up, and primarily he's scanning his hair, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> Mbenga's like, going like, how oh is my it? God. He's like, oh my god, I think we can, I think, I think we can fix it, but we need to get you into a chair as yeah. soon as possible. <laughs> and then you know, Pike says, "Oh no, I've told him to, you know, he's going to pass us on to the Klingons," and Mbenga breaks out the scanner as well, and like again, and starts scanning his hair again. Like, this hair has really messed you up. All your ideas right. lay in your hair. Uh, Maybe all of it. That's it. Emotions are stored in the gut. Yeah. And good ideas are stored in the hair. Uh, that explains it. That explains it. Explains uh, everything. Mm. But, but Pike um, tells them they're going to do an Alpha Braga 4, um, which is starting a mutiny on the ship. Um, which is yeah. all fun. Yeah, good fun. Yeah. Classic pirate nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. It, it wouldn't be out of place in a, a historical, actual pirate show. Trying to, you know, obviously yeah. it wouldn't be tarted up with Braga 4, Alba Braga 4. Mm. Or even like, like a historical show that does a ship episode. Yeah. Um, I think The Last Kingdom did it. I, I, I don't know why, but I'm think, I think uh, I see, definitely think they did it on Sharp. Sharp. <laughs> so that feels like the kind of thing that would happen on Sharp. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, yeah. I suppose Great. there's enough do... episodes of Sharp Let's... that everything happened. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so they, they say, look, we're going to do a mutiny. Yeah. And that's when the, that's... the whole crew start um, chatting up when the um, first officer of the pirate ship is there, you know, yeah. talking about, you know, oh, you're the only one thinking of the crew. He's going to get you all killed. Um, mm. Oh, but the captain has friends. I've tasted his cooking. He doesn't have friends. <laughs> yeah, know, man. Great stuff. Great stuff. And I, I think that's that's possibly where we leave. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, there is a... Um... There is a, um, a, uh, it's more of a, uh, here's a mutiny I prepared earlier moment, yeah. later on. But, mm. uh, yeah, that's it. 
until until we see them again yeah. that's the last we see of them yeah um let's rewind and go back to the ship and the a story then mm. um, yeah let's get back to uh how are the crew dealing with all all these muti- all these um, pirates well barely putting up a fight <laughs> the, the one person who's putting up a fight apparently is chapel who is just john mcclaning around yep. full on love it yeah um you know tries to send a message can't um and then parrots come up to her so she hyper sprays them both yeah sedates them all yeah a couple of close-ups the the actor that plays chapel has got some like cool tattoos like little 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 mini tattoos i like little tattoos but she's got some tattoos yeah on the finger bones on the inside of her hand which i understand are painful ones to do Oh yeah, the palm of your yeah. hand's a bastard. The, the, I don't believe they're the actresses though, because in one shot, um, when it goes to her and you see the pirate coming behind her, it goes from a shot where she's got a tattoo here to having no tattoo there. It does a weird jump, so her tattoo goes missing in between shots. Oh no, I think that the tattoo is the tattoo on her wrist is on the right side. Tattoo on her fingers or on the left. Yeah, but on the right side, it goes from being there and then it does a quick jump and you see the parrot coming up behind her and she doesn't have a tattoo there. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I was like, hmm, continuity. Um, Someone wasn't paying attention. No, Mike's paying attention. Mike's spotting those tattoos. (laughs) But... Uh, Chapel knocks them out and goes up into the uh, Jeffrey's tubes, really, which I think is the first time we've seen the old style. The series, yeah, yeah, Yeah. good old bloody Jeffrey tubes. Yeah, and you know those weird angle ones that just go up a ship that you normally saw um, Scotty in 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 Mm. TOS. Fantastic stuff. Looked looked uh, looked the same. Um. Then we've got Spock and Aspen. Um, Aspen's talking about her, uh, their husband, um, who was killed by these pirates, um, and that's why she, uh, they join the Federation and do humanitarian work. Um, yeah, they had a, a Vulcan husband. Yeah. You know, which, again, I'm thinking, what is going on with this character? Mm. Why has this character got a Vulcan husband? Like, we've had so many, so much discussion about the fact that Vulcans don't have, they, they marry Vulcans, you know? Yeah. And then we're just getting this kind of, you know, not so much a throwaway mention, but like very casually mentioning another interspecies marriage featuring a Vulcan and a non Vulcan. Yeah. Um, so again, you know, prick my ears up like, who is this person? Prick your Vulcan ears up. <laughs> yeah, prick my... I do have pointy ears. But like, yeah, maybe like... Maybe like who, again, yeah. who is this fucking person? Because it's it certainly presented um, up until now that Sarek marrying a human is like weird. You know, it's his experiment. You know, people call it uh, marrying human. It's like... Mm, yeah, and to bring not. it shit for marrying... Marrying a human, you know, for being engaged to a human. Yeah. Um, which, you know, I, I, you know, which I thought was, you know, kind of funny thing. But, 
you know, spark. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Spock gives them both phases and they're making their way to engineering. Um, mm. yeah. And in engineering, uh, they meet up with Chapel, who's knocked out more people in engineering because she's just... <laughs> yeah. She's just John McLeaning around the ship, as I say. Yeah. God only knows how. God only knows how, but... You know, you've got to be skilled at everything in chapel, skilled at, you know, some stuff as well as medical stuff. Yeah, well, maybe maybe that's like a, um, maybe that's what medical training is like in the future. They do um, defensive sedation. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's not the first time we've seen um, um, the, the sedation being used as a weapon. Uh, you know, I think Bones did it, I'm pretty sure. Um, the EMH did it as well, if yes, and probably prob probably Bev did it as well. Who knows? Bev Bev probably did, yeah. Yeah, Bashir, they just give a gun. <laughs> they just yeah, hand Bashir a gun would to him just instead. use a gun. Bashir Bashir would just use a gun. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, but that gives uh, that gets Aspen, Spock, and Chapel into engineering, and Spock can retake the ship from there. So he puts in his command codes, retakes the ship, and moves all the control for the ship down to engineering and locks it off. Problem solved. But wait. Twist. <gasps> what a twist. Um, what? We shamble on this. We have a twist. Oh, in my God. Dr. Uh, Aspen takes control um, oh no, it's a double cross! It's a double cross. It's a double cross! And she's actually Captain Angel of the Serene Squall. Um, Captain Angel! I like that. Captain Angel, the pirate. Yeah. I like that. Reminds me of um, Anne Bonnie. Yeah. Yeah. Anne Bonnie. Bonnie. Bonnie Anne. Anne Bonnie. Bonnie. She was a pirate. Yeah. Um, but they all go up to the bridge um, and we find out that the real Dr. Aspen had dumped on a comet somewhere yep. um, there were no colonists in the first place and it's yeah. all been a ruse yeah this is when we get to the my comparison to Batman 1966 because the second Dr. Aspen is revealed to be um uh, Captain Angel, they immediately become like the most hammy, cackling, yeah. mustache twirling villain mm. that Trek has had for a while. Yeah. Real, oh, real, real uh, goofy villainry. Yeah. Um, one of the aliens in this scene as well, I've just got a note here that says, Ood! Love an Ood! Yeah. Do you um, not see the sentry, the sentry at the side of the turbo lift? Yeah. That's a fucking ood. Just That's... needs a, a glowing ball to hold. A little glowing in. ball, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a Angel's doing the, oh, you know, it's uh, your fault for believing me. Uh, <laughs> and then it's goes your fault for believing me. Firing phases. <laughs> and we find that they're not even after the Enterprise, really. They're after Spock. Yeah. Second they're twist. After... Yeah, double double twist. Yeah, a double cross and then a a double a triple double. Mm. 
um, this is um, at this point. I'm saying like this is the most like TOS episode so far. I would say this is the most TOS episode because it is mm. a goofy premise, and it's like the the way in which the story is executed is kind of confounding. Yeah. Um, the logistics of it maybe don't necessarily make the most sense. No. But and and the acting is hammy as fuck. Um, the the fact that they they almost get out of it as well with a kiss. That's you know that's what Kirk did every um, you know fifth episode or something like that. Just snuggling up. Still, or... I still don't know how I feel about that. The kiss. Yeah. Mm. We'll talk about when we get to it, yeah, but yeah. I thought it was kind of weird. Um, but we we send it uh, to bring a message um, saying we want. Um, it was like Zaverius, I think it was. Um, we want this yeah. prisoner. You've got him in your rehabilitation facility. We want them. So I'll swap you your um, husband, your life partner, for mine. Because mine is is this Severius dude. Yeah, whoever whoever that is. Yeah. Probably some another one of those um, em- emotional revolutionaries that we met a couple episodes ago. Yeah, yeah. Probably. I, I, I was just trying to like turn Zaverius into a pun of like oh various people, but it's so long a reach to get from <laughs> Zaverius. Uh, I mean, who is who is Zavarius? Zavarius people. Zavarius people here. Which one do you want? Zavarius, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah that, so, some is. real humour was missing there from Tupring, like, oh, which which of my various people do you want? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you've just reminded me of my favourite, again, to, to mention Carry On again, my mm. favourite joke from any Carry On film is from Carry On... Carry On Matron. Yeah. And it's um, when one of the characters is in disguise as a nurse mm. and he's, he's presenting as a woman and he says his name's Cyril. Mm. And the, the matron's like, Cyril? And as, as the nurse, and, and he goes, I mean, uh, surreal. Yeah. Surreal? He goes, eh, it's a surreal name. Yeah, yeah, that classic uh, carry-on humor there. <laughs> yeah, man, so problematic yeah. by today's oh, yeah. standards. But like, if you can watch them without anyone else knowing, watch them. I mean, you know, not not even that. You know, we watch TOS and we understand that TOS is problematic. Um, you know, even trying to be good. You know, things yeah. are written when they're written. Yeah, and it, it's you yeah, can't absolutely. really judge everything by today's standards. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, Tupring goes away, or they they end the message with Tupring again. They've called Tupring somehow. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll let it annoy me. Uh, whatever. Um, but Tupring comes back, and she's she's brought the prisoner. Uh, with her this is a various dude or various dudes with her um, we don't see, yeah she brought various 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 various, 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 various dudes 
which one do you want? There are plenty of dudes here. Um, and to stop, Spock cottons on to who this Zaverius is by what um, Angel is saying about him hmm. and says, you know, we can't let this guy out. Um, to bring, shoot the ship. Um, she's not going to. So he, he does another ruse, ruses on ruses, of saying yes. him and Chapel are having an affair. Yeah, this is, um, I like this. This is a layered ruse. Hmm. Um, because he's just saying this random shit. Yeah. We have to have an affair. The reason why Tapring has, because earlier on, like, they, they you know, um, Captain Angel mentions that, like, they are bonded. Hmm. Spock and Tapring are bonded in whatever, like, the name for the Vulcan relationship is. Yeah. And they say that that makes Spock your responsibility. Hmm. By Vulcan Fine. law, I, I guess, that means that, like, um, Tapring is obliged to mm-hmm. to do this prisoner exchange um but in in you know revealing his infidelity to to bring mm-hmm. <clears throat> no longer has to you know they break off their they break off their engagement they do like a they swipe on the ipad <laughs> yeah they swipe they swipe left yeah they say no thank you um and uh and and that is, you know, Tapring's I guess Vulcan legal obligation to engage in this prisoner exchange is null and void. Yeah. Um. Which is clever. Hmm. It's again very very Doctor Whoy. Yeah, it, it's laid as well because at this point we know that Chapel has feelings for Spock and Spock is flirty with Chapel. Um, yeah. But Spock is an idiot. Um, as 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 I've said a few times, I've never had, I've never said that before in my life. But in this show, because we are dealing with a lot of Spock and matters of the heart, yeah. Um, and in matters of the heart, Spock is an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's a scientist mm. and an officer in Starfleet, which he does very well at. Yeah. But yeah. As a boyfriend, he kind of fucking sucks. Yeah. Um, and he definitely is not picking up on any of the glaring signals being thrown out by Nurse Chapel. Don't you think? I, th- I think he is. He's, I don't think he's. I don't think he's picking up on it. I I think um, in a, in a scene later on, he's clearly picked up on it, and not only that, he he bullet points that he's possibly feeling somewhat the same as well. I don't know. I didn't read that. So but maybe let, let me maybe get I to... just do maybe I'm just kind of but we'll we'll get to that scene when we get yeah, to yeah. it. But the first thing I want to mention mm-hmm. is the helmsman from um Captain Angel's crew. Yeah. Is that the evil DJ from Zoolander? <laughs> I haven't looked the up the cast DJ. listing, but he looks the same. He looks like the evil DJ from Zoolander or the lead singer from Corn. Yeah. <laughs> like I thought he was just like Captain. Boom! Yeah. It's uh, 
you know, the, there's a couple of pirates in in the movies, the TOS movies, that he looks like he could slot right in, and and we, yeah. we maybe not mention one group of them until the end, but he he, he definitely fits into uh, one of those groups. You know, one of them's being cars, but you know, not that group. Oh man, um, I think doing I think doing that corn scatting may maybe expel too much energy into the room. It's too hot. Oh, it's, it's too so hot. hot, Mike. It's so hot. Um. So yeah, uh, gives to Pringen out, and she terminates the mating bond. She swipes left, and she goes to leave with the prisoner. Yes. Um and. Well, not Doctor. Um, Captain Angel says, you know, ah, you know, firing that ship or whatever. And our heroes arrive. Yeah. Cool moment. Yeah. Cool moment. Pike, I'm going to say this once and once only. Yeah. Get out of my fucking chair. Yeah. Yeah, look, yeah, like you say, looking on, like... On a proper ca- <laughs> captain's <laughs> yeah. uh, pirate ship with, like, a big wheel. Um, yeah, man. Very cool. Yeah. What a lot of fun. Um, and they've used their backdoor codes, which we've seen in another movie as well, to disable mm-hmm. the weapons and the shields. Yep. Um, Pike tells Ortegas to fire gently on, <laughs> on the engines. Gently. Um, so they shut off there are no shields, no weapons, no way to run um, yep. for the ship. So it's kind of done for for the pirates. And uh, Dr. Angel starts fiddling with a, a signaling necklace piece. Yeah, yeah. so they, 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 they fucking, they fucking, they, they beam the fuck out of there, leaving the rest of the crew, leaving mm. all of the rest of the pirates behind, which, like, makes me think, like, are they the captain of this crew, or have they hired this crew? Yeah. Are the crew a part of this movement that they seem to be involved in? Are they? Is... Captain Angel definitely seems seems on a different level to the rest of the pirates. Yeah, like the yeah. the rest of the pirates seem kind of inept. You've got fucking Remy over there mm-hmm. keeping everyone sweet, but he's doing a terrible job. Yeah. When you find out that Captain Angel is the actual real captain, hmm. like, oh, that's why this guy's an idiot, because he's not actually the captain. Yeah. But then, if they, and then Angel just fucking dip, dips. And, like, is Angel the real captain? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a, uh, I, I, I don't think she's the real captain. Oh, they're they're the real captain of of that group of pirates. Um, you know, it it certainly seemed like they were on a different level. Um, yeah. You know, everyone else on that pirate ship is in you know rags, and they're in you know this, this sleek, black, sexy, outfit. sleek katsu. Yeah. Again, I'm I'm like I'm saying that is definitely an intentional Catwoman reference. Yeah. Because of how hammy as fuck Captain Angel is and how much of a Batman villain they are. Like it's like they're it's like it's like they were like It's like the Riddler mm. meets Catwoman 
That's what I'm like picturing. Yeah. Because it, but that's just, but I'm just saying the Riddler just because I think I'm just saying the Riddler just because the Riddler was in Star Trek once. But yeah. like, yeah, Doctor Doctor Angel, Captain Angel, Doctor Asp, Captain Aspen, Doctor Angel. <laughs> that that's where looking back on it as well, I thought to myself, I should have pegged it because they came in in this, you know, completely black costume that's not a council well i would say not a counselor's costume but also if you just turned deanna troy's costume black it wouldn't be too far off really yeah absolutely <laughs> but yeah they, they are wearing essentially a catwoman costume yeah um but you know they've escaped on this little little um warping shuttle anyway um to to fight another day to come back another day Um, and we go to Pike putting his log in uh, yep. after getting his shit back. And he well, first, speaks like first, a... before before we get before yeah, we yeah. get back to Pike doing his log, just after fucking Doctor Aspin, uh, uh, Captain Angel, fucks off. Mm. You know, obviously Pike has successfully carried out his mutiny to take over the pirate ship. Mm. But oh, what do you know? The mutiny is still in progress. Yeah. So we need you to beam us out of there. I love that moment. There's just a nice little button on the end of the scene. Just like, yeah, the mutiny's still going on, actually. Yeah. So if you could beam us out of here, that would be great. And then we could just leave them to it. Mm. It's a good humor bit again, isn't it, really? Yeah. Um... Yeah, just when like the camera pulls up and there's just like guys like <laughs> trying to get into the, br- into the bridge and shit. It's just like... We may have taken the bridge prematurely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it's good stuff. All, all the humor in this is is uh, great. And all the humor really resides on one side of the, you know, in the B story. But, yeah, no, yeah, definitely. That's all good. That's, yeah. And then we, of course, get um, some great dad humor. Yeah. Pike speaking like a pirate. Um, yeah! Una telling him to stop. <laughs> Please stop. <laughs> it's just I love that scene because it's just like it's not it's literally just that mm. like there's no lead into it like well you know Pike is like and then you know the, the, the pirates crew you know have all been placed under arrest yeah. but Captain Angel got away and then just yeah when we find Captain Angel we should make them walk the plank yeah good stuff Fantastic stuff. Just, um, yeah, love it. Yeah. Love it. Pirate voice is now canon in Star Trek. That's a thing that people do. Yeah. And Pike is, is that much of a goofball. Um, yeah, man. Personable guy. Easy easy guy to have as a captain. He's more, not, more than yeah, he's else. doing the thing where he's, he's ironically making a bad joke. Yeah. Which more, is my favourite kind of joke. More than any Perfect. other captain, you know. Yeah. No, no one else would be uh, that person again. No. Um, but we go to Spock's quarters and to Pring's there and saying, you know, she understood it was a gambit with Chapel and never believed Spock could really have feelings for her. Um, no. Spock's a nice guy. And, you know, that you used your human side because there's no way you'd sell the passion of the kiss without it. Um, 
which, uh, ooh, actually, maybe I'll take back that statement about. Well, we're nearly to it, mate. Vulcan. Dispassionate um, Vulcan lovemaking. Spock maybe says. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. Spock says, "You know me well." Um, to to bring on that, and then they, you know, go off and fuck. Really. Yeah. So maybe we should. What is it? A re a re engagement ritual. A rebonding ritual. Yeah. Love I've had stuff. a few re I've had a few rebonding rituals. Mm. Um. But then Spock goes down to visit Chapel, you know, thanks her and, you know, Chapel's... Well, yeah, he's got, his, he's got that post-rebonding post ritual clarity. Yeah. You know, so he's like, oh, I know exactly what I want to say to her. Yeah. I've um, got all the bad thoughts out. <laughs> now I'll go and deal with the issue. Yeah. And, and Chapel's all on me, you know, we don't have to talk about it. Um, I said I liked Vulcan's... And, you know, because they're truthful, you're an honest man, you're not going to hit up another woman. Um, so I knew it was, there's no feelings between between us. And so you get the reading in that scene that, um, that Spock... It's the next line that gives me the scene, mate. Spock right, says okay. to her, you know me well. He says the same thing. <laughs> no, so it's, yeah, he says yeah. to Pring, you know, you know me well. And then... Chapel, it's you know, you also know me well. Um, oh shit! Oh, yeah. oh shit! Maybe oh, shit. you know. There's me thinking he's just not getting it. Yeah. Oh. Um, but that—that's where I'm like, I reckon you know, because Spock has flirted with Chapel in the the two episodes that they've really been together. He has. And then it's, he says to his bonded mate or whatever, um, you know, you know me well, and that's part of, you know, why I'm together with you, I'm bonded with you. And then he says to Chapel, you know, you know me well as well. So I'm like, you know, we know it's not going to happen. Uh. Or can't for a long time. Um, could always happen for a season or two, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Man, there's me thinking he's just not getting it. No. Well, he might not be getting that how deep Chapel is into it. But I, I definitely feel like he gets that, you know, he has um, feelings or he has something for Chapel as well. Yeah. Hmm. But anyway. From that, we move to the final twist of the episode. Yes. Um, Who the fuck is Tavarius? I've got it written here. Tavarius. Tavarius. Who the oh. fuck is Tavarius? Um, so Spock starts telling Chapel about, you know, um, Sarek had a, a child out of wedlock, which I don't think we had confirmed before. Um, and that child didn't embrace logic. Um, and his name was Cybok. Fucking Cybok! Yeah. Cybok from Star Trek V, The Final Frontier, the worst Star Trek film. Yeah, I'll give you that. <laughs> Probably. Um, and we, we get to see, you know, just the side of him and his beard yes, and his the old Thanos. Yeah, someone yeah. just came in and said that Spock caught death. Yeah. And Thanos is like, ugh. But it's Cybok. 
Yeah. But yeah, that's cool. So yeah. are we getting? Are we gonna? So do you think that the fact that we didn't fully see his face is gonna be like? I, I think it means not, it's not cast. We it's not cast. Yeah. We're not gonna get him. Well, maybe. Or not not cast yet. But I do not think cast, he's gonna yeah. come back because he's in this, you know, rehabilitation facility, this prison, and we've got his mate. Um, but they say that the Cybox mate, um, not Captain, Captain Angel, Angel um, out on the loose. Yeah, yeah. I, I think so, next season there's going to be another attempt, and then maybe we will see a Cybox who is cast. Then I don't think they've cast. Yeah, him maybe. So do we think that these pirates... So, uh, like, I'm thinking that these pirates were basically, like, mercenaries that have been hired mm. on for this job. Yeah. Um, but do you think that they were maybe part of the movement? Because, like, I'm guessing that, like, Cyborg and the guy from a couple episodes ago mm. that that Spock slash T'Pring um, clocked. Yeah. Um... I'm guessing they're part of the same movement, like the the polar. Know. You know, you had the you had the logic extremists. Meant you know that we that we saw once or twice in Discovery. Maybe there is a yeah. a a you know on the on the other end of the spectrum a you know an emotional revolution. Quite quite possibly. I I, I just took it as there are, there are some Vulcans because this isn't a new facility. I don't think. Um, for getting them to re-embrace logic. I, I just took it as, you know, there's some that don't embrace logic or have a falling out with logic, and Cyborg just never embraced it at all. Um, whereas the guy that they picked up uh, in Spock and Muck was almost trying to come back into the fold because he set up that meeting with T'Pring well, yeah, that happens, you know, yeah. with people who are in, you know, cults. extremist movements, you know, cults, yeah. people who are in cults, people who are in extremist movements, mm. you know, they, you know, they do end up making like deals to, you know, when, when they get sort of collared. Yeah. It's not unheard of, mm. you know, but like, I don't know, kind of, it's kind of the, the whole thing of the, of the rehabilitation center and of Cybok being a revolutionary hmm. really putting like a, a real kind of totalitarian fucking um, spin on on Vulcans which we already saw in like in um, in Enterprise we saw a lot of um, yeah sort of fundamentalism you know Vulcan fundamentalism hmm. and, and know, we know and that I'm, there are, there's been spin-offs of Vulcans before who went non-logical and then survived. Yeah, the the Romulans. The Romulans, you know, they, they, you know, they started off as a, as a breakaway faction. Mm. Um, But like the, you know, I say that like this, this rehabilitation center for, for criminals is, is ethical. But Mm. if this rehabilitation center is, is mostly just geared around getting people with radical ideas to to um, fall in line with the status quo, yeah. then there's actually a lot of really fucking problematic um, bullshit connected to that, mm. you know? How how fucking entrenched in McCarthyism is Vulcan? 
Yeah. You know, how how much are they just hunting down fucking communists? Yeah. If you have a favorite color, do you have to go to the rehabilitation facility? <laughs> you know, that sort of thing. Yeah, and what if your favorite color is red? Yeah. Dumb you commies. Fucking commies. Yeah. Fucking commies. Um, but yeah, it's. Um, I feel like if they if if we don't come back to this thread hmm. again in this season, then this this is you know this episode and um, Spock and Mark are definitely planting seeds for um, my favorite thing in Star Trek, which is nuance. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, um, I think we're, we're, we're feeling the seeds being planted for an allegory mm. of extremism. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, and the, uh, the way that extremism on both ends of the political spectrum can be problematic. Yeah. We don't get that so much in this episode or in that episode, but I feel like the, the seeds are being planted mm. for that episode to come. For all we know, they close down. That this this arc is going to get to the point where they close down the rehabilitation facility and just let Cybok out, rather than have a, a Cybok episode. Mm. Mm. And then, and I guess when Cybok is out, he just immediately goes looking for Shakari. Yeah. He goes out to um, share people's pain, and you know, I, I, I very much doubt. I, I think there might be hints towards Shakari and the sharing pain stuff, but I don't think we'll get there because I think the more you do, the more it diminishes um, Star Trek Five. Um, mm. Oh no! Why would you ever want to oh, diminish no. it? Don't diminish Star Trek Five. Yeah. Written and directed by William Shatner. Cat ladies with three tits, you know. Cat ladies with three tits. But, but this, this series has 70 the opportunity. Year old, 70 year old Nichelle Nichols dancing around naked. Yeah. But, but this series has the potential to do to Star Trek V the same way that Endgame did to For the Dark World in that make it a better movie. By its add depth, yeah, retroactively retcon depth into that film, yeah. And as long as you don't have Kirk or Bones, I, I was trying to work it through. As long as you don't have Kirk Bones meet uh, Cyborg, then I think for the most part you stay out of bumping into canon that much. Um, which I like. I, I hazard. I don't. I'm. I say I might have to watch the final frontier, but I'm not gonna. Uh, oh. I'm just gonna check it out on memory alpha. Mm. Um, whether or not it's explicitly said whether or not Spock and Cybok haven't hung yeah. out. Yeah. The, as I say, the only piece I can remember, and I, I will, I will rewatch it at some point soon. Um, is that uh, Kirk and Bones don't know who Cybok is by looking at him, which... Yeah, but I mean, like, that's that's a thing that I've, I've definitely mentioned before about Vulcans. Like, Vulcans don't just disclose information. Yeah. You know, you have to specifically ask them. We don't, um, we don't know that Sarek is Spock's 
dad until the end of the first scene that we see him in because someone asks if they know each other. Yeah. Like, it's not information that is just offered, you know? And it helps make the, the Michael stuff work better because, of course, he's not going to say that I had a, um, a sister who died uh, yeah. <laughs> in the Federation. Because one, it's classified, and two, you never asked, yeah. Jim. You, no, you only talk about yourself. You fuck um, nerd. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I can definitely, I can definitely believe that. Yeah. Um, so, hmm. but yeah. Good episode, that. Good episode. All in all, fun episode. Low stakes. Low stakes. Not much depth. The 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 deepest moments that we get in the episode are are just that they're moments, you know. Yeah. Um, Captain Captain Angel talking about referring to um, the Spock's um, sort of racial um, non-binaryness, hmm. um, which which plays more when you know that she uh, they um, are you know mates with um, or bonded or whatever with Cyborg in the. They're saying to Spock, "You're you're deciding between living as a human or living as a Vulcan." I know someone who who doesn't live as either. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then you have obviously little flecks of talking about. Well, again, like that is it. That's it in terms of deeper meanings. Yeah. Um... Can I can I talk about something that? Let, let's let's get your view on, because I, I, I last last year I read all the um, Bond books because I wanted to punish myself, and I read Casino Royale and it was nice, so I decided to read them all, and they're not all nice, um, unsurprisingly. And okay. in the Bond books, anyone who isn't, um, you know, who doesn't identify um, as cis or or whatever, is. Uh, the bad guy, and not you know anyone who's disabled as well, really. <laughs> anyone who's not uh, you know looking like Ian Fleming, really. Um, and when I'd forgotten about Grey, or when I'd forgotten about Grey and Adira, I was thinking to myself, I don't particularly like that the first trans actor um, in Star Trek is the bad guy. Because then yeah, there it leads is... into oh, they're, they're a deviant of some sort. Yes. Yeah, there is there is definitely that reading to be taken, mm. and I think that that is that's kind of fair. I would imagine that there's going to be a large portion of the audience that aren't happy with this. Yeah. Well, um, for multiple reasons, for the bad reason yeah. and the <laughs> less bad yeah. reason. Um, and like the the, and it happens in the thing that that I notice more is like in anime mm. and like Japanese TV shows, even live action, like a lot of villains are queer coded. Yeah. Um, where it's just like, it's not explicitly said, but that's clearly what they're implying. Yeah. Is that this person is a villain and is queer. Mm. And I think that like, with this, there is, there is definitely, that's, that's somewhat problematic. Yeah. And because I'm, I'm bouncing I, I, off I myself, because I really thought uh, Jesse James Keitel was 
really good in both sides of the role. Yeah, yeah um, they, they played a convincing, caring counsellor to, mm. to a point that it got a bit obnoxious, and then I was like, there's something up there. Yeah. Um, and then they played a, a wonderful moustache-twirling villain. Yeah. Um, but I think that, like, the... I think the way that this is going to sort of get through that issue mm. is maybe in the reveal later on down the line, which is that, like, this person maybe isn't, like, a villain so much as they are uh, an anti-hero because mm. it's it's implied that they are part of a political movement, you know, um, yeah. which Cyborg is a part of. So there's, there's, there's definitely going to be a lot of negative criticism about them using this actor and this character as a villain. Mm. But I think that there is still room to kind of correct that and say, like, maybe they're not a villain. Maybe they're an anti-hero. They're a political idealist. Yeah. I, I suppose um, they could even a say A collaborator, that, a push. I, I suppose they could even say that they were... Um, they would lose a bit of urgency through it, but they were um, not mind-controlled, but influenced by Cyborg. Um, you know, potentially, yeah. potentially, lose a yeah. bit of urgency in the character, but it, it's you know, if you want to go that way, it, it works. If you want to rehabilitate them slightly as a character, um, but yeah, that that's that's the only point I had on on that. In yeah, there. like because I, I only just well. Last year, I finished rereading those Bond books, as I say, and you know, it was glaring and, and painful reading them as a uh, a twenty first century reader. Queer, queer coded, queer coded villains is definitely yeah. a common thing, mm. but I think that they um, there's there's room for them to add depth. Yeah, that's how you get around stuff like that. Mm. You know, the um, in Discovery last year, there was some kind of some people had some some issues with. There was a character where Michael and Book go down to a prison planet. Mm. One of the main actors is a Native American man. There was a lot of people that got that felt a bit squicky about um, because Star Trek has not necessarily handled Native American representation very well in the past. Akuchi Moye. And then they Akuchi Moye. Yeah. Um, that episode of TOS where Jim Kirk becomes a Native American. Um, that the Native American TNG where they relocate in TNG. Yeah. Exactly. And then they have him in this guy in Discovery and he he's playing a prisoner in a prison who, who killed someone. Hmm. But I think the way that they got around that is by adding depth to that character and making that character an honourable person who, you know, had made a mistake and, and was willing to pay for that mistake. Yeah. So they you know, the the way you get around misuse of representation hmm. is I guess by adding depth to it yeah you know? no, fair point fair point yeah um, you have anything else on the episode um, I said the thing about um, the Zoolander DJ didn't I yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> um yeah, no, all in all, like, I don't have much to say on this episode. It was a good, fun episode. Uh, more representation for queer folks yeah. and trans folks and non-binary folks. And uh, definitely, like, in spite of, like, you know, this non-binary character being used as a villain, mm. I still say better representation of 
non-binariness than the 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 non-binary episode of TNG or the yeah. or the cogenitor episode of of Enterprise, um, just because it showed a fully fleshed out character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they they had something to them other than. Um, other than their gender like that you know we have talked about their gender more More than than, their gender is addressed in the episode like i don't think their agenda their their agenda (laughs) the 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 gay agenda yeah no um the the i don't think their agenda they're fucking hell their gender I'll, I'll do their one correcting of you to, to help you out after you their agenda me. their agenda is to get cyborg out of prison mm. their gender is not addressed yeah in the episode so yeah the, and the the um not from a race as well that is is presented as yeah you know everyone in this race you know it's a monoculture where um everyone is non-binary because that takes away from the character as well um, that they would just be, oh, you know, they're, they're just off an assembly lot, really. <laughs> the same yeah, as exactly. uh, the Klingons are all this, and, you know, the Ferengi are all after money. Um, exactly. Yeah. Because um, people, like, you know, trans people, mm-hmm. gay people, people of colour, they actually don't like talking about that. Hmm. Thing that they don't like talking about it as though that's the thing that defines them. Yeah, that's why Google even made a bunch of adverts that featured people googling questions about that stuff. Yeah, because yeah. that's what Google's for. Mm-hmm. You don't need to ask a trans person what it's like to be trans. Mm. Um, you don't need to ask a trans person how pronouns work. You don't need to ask black people where they're from. You don't need to ask um, Indian women what, in, which is the example, the example I can think of from the Google adverts. Mm. What does henna mean? You can just Google it. You don't need to um, draw attention to people's. Yeah. Um, you don't need to make people feel othered yeah you don't need to draw attention to the thing that 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 you feel sets them apart from everyone else because that just others them in the same way you wouldn't go up to people in the street and say what's it like having like that sort of nose you know your massive fucking nose on you what's it like um you know you just wouldn't do it it's rude to do no and especially for Um, uh a a people's that you know, get that often <laughs> and I'll see it as the other a lot. Yeah. You don't, you don't ask most guys don't ask women what it's like to be a woman hmm. because we, as we already know from, you know, living in a terrible world that it's terrifying. Yeah. And what can the answer be other than, you know, what, well, what do you think it's like? Google it. That's you know? the answer. Google it. Yeah. Fucking Google it. Yeah. Anyway, do we want to do episode rankings? Uh, sure. I'll put this at the bottom just because it was like... <laughs> really? <laughs> like it was, yeah, just... I, obviously, as I've already said, 
I thoroughly enjoyed this episode. Mm. I just, it wasn't the deepest episode. It wasn't, it didn't have, the, it had the lowest stakes. Yeah. It had the most aliens. You know, it had an Ood. Yeah. It had an Orion. It had, I think, a Lathian. He had seconds. He's mm. the one who had a uh, second helping. Yeah. He was Lathian. Um, um, but yeah, oh, like I would say, I'll put this at the bottom. Uh, yeah, it's. I, I still enjoyed this episode more than a. There, there are a great deal of episodes of Star Trek that I enjoyed more that I enjoyed less than this episode. Yeah. But in terms of strange new worlds, so far this episode is seven out of seven. Okay. Okay. Um... I've got it. So I've, I've rearranged mine from last time because the more I think about Spock and Muck, the higher it goes in the list. Um, really. <laughs> um, and, and this this isn't that far down, really. Um, so I do Memento Mori again because it's not going to shift off my top spot, I don't think. Spock and Muck, second place now. Up from second to last place. Uh, Strange New Worlds. Wow. Then I put this episode... And then I put Children of the Comet, Ghost of Valeria, and the really long title one. Lifters were blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um, I'd say this is probably joint with Ghost of Valeria. Joint. Maybe. I'm losing you there for a second. Maybe. Maybe do you know what? I'm gonna stick. I'm gonna stick with seven for now. When we get to the end of the series, I'm gonna be able to look at them all and go, okay. Yeah. You know. Um, but yeah, for now, I'll stick with that. Seven out of seven episodes. Yeah. Ah, cool, cool. Um, did you see the uh, trailer for next week? I did. Um, yeah. What What did I see in the? I saw the preview scene. Yeah. The Umbenga um, scene. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it looks fun. I'm guessing that's. I'm guessing. I hope. I mean, we better get some fucking hammer. Um, but I know that there's a clip in the preview for the season where Hammer and Umbenga are both wearing what I thought was some sort of local cultural dress. Mm. But I now can see. I think it's in next week's episode. Excellent. Um, so I think we're getting some hammer. Thank Christ. Um, and we're also getting some weird mind palace shit. Yeah. It felt a bit Trelaney to me, um, the, the yeah. dress-up. Period stuff. dress. Yeah. So, yeah. So, in the in the preview for next week's episode, Mbenga is called up to the bridge because Una's banged her head. Mm. And then when he gets up there, it's all renaissance yeah. And he's the king. Weird, but you know, weird's good. Weird, weird's TOS. Yeah, especially because so. like, the br- they're still on the bridge. Like, there's curtains and and wall yeah. hangings and shit everywhere, but there's the bridge and shit behind it. Yeah, and you can still see one some of the railings and shit. So like, this weird yeah. high strangeness. I love high strangeness. That and making use of sets, you know, um, bottle episode yeah, chance. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. No. High strangeness. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to Hemma eventually showing up. 
Um, yeah. I, I'm my my new theory because I, I come up with one eventually, don't I? Um, is I reckon we're going to finale and have Kirk and have a different Federation ship. Mm. I think Kirk. I think that that's a. I I still think we're getting a time travel episode. Okay. Um, that might be the finale. Uh, that's what I think that is. I think that it's a time travel episode. Yeah. I think La'an is going to step out of her quarters hmm. and it's eight years in the future or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But I, we, we know he's in season two, but I, I think we're going to leave season one, even if... Because my theory for it originally was that, oh, there's going to be Federation ship and Kirk's going to be on it. I'm, I'm half and half that and half and half whether it's going to be, um, do you know, the end of season one of Discovery where they go, oh, there's a ship coming in and its registry is one, seven. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, well but, but we have had that the sort of behind the scenes shot with La'an and, and Kirk. Have we? For, for season one? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Ooh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Because I, I could see a ship coming in at the end of this season for the last scene and them going to the view screen and it's uh, Kirk. So that that's my grand theory now. Um, but we'll see how wrong I am. Maybe. Yeah. It'll be a fun little moment between Sam, Sam Kirk will be on the bridge of the Enterprise. Yeah, with his goofy-ass moustache. He'll, he'll come in on the, on the view screen and be like, Sam! What the fuck is that on your face? Yeah. We, we didn't even have to do for this episode how did Sam Kirk injure himself because we can just presume the pirates shot him. Yeah, the pirates beat the living shit out of him. Yeah. Yeah. They shaved him. <laughs> they beat him up <laughs> and shaved him. They tortured him and shaved his face. Yeah. No! Not the moustache! That's the only thing that differs me from my brother. <laughs> Yeah. That's not my moustache. That's my personality. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Sam Kirk. Sam Kirk. Yeah. Um, but if we don't have any more on this uh, episode? Um... Two hours later. Nope. No. That was a... Uh, million hour pause I, I just edited out um, I went away for a coffee uh, I had a nap I woke up again I I have ADHD I started thinking about something else <laughs> I started Fair thinking enough. about something else and then and then I came back down to earth yeah okay then then uh, shall we say goodbye shall we, shall we say goodbye yeah. Um, yeah um I usually relate the, the the moral of the episode back to this back to this episode of this show, mm. but for this episode, I just want to end with a piece of advice that I think would work very well. If you are at any time riding into battle, don't wear gold. Don't wear a full suit of gold armor. Don't have lights on your shoulders that that provide a perfect reticle by which a sniper can blow your head off. 
But if you have to do both of those things, then accenting that outfit with a nice gold apron Mm. And a but fantastic haircut. Yeah, maybe yeah. maybe you can make it work. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Right. Live long and prosper, motherfuckers. Peace and long life, uh, double dumbasses. Double, du- double dumbass on you. Double dumbass on you, sir.